a playlist original. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster with your hosts, Gaius and Jackson. And we are two excited kids at the candy store because it's finally spooky season. The kickoff, (laughs) the kickoff to our uh, spooky season on the podcast. Officially. Officially. We've had a couple horror entries recently, but that was not our start. Now is our start. And I'm, just like you said, just as excited as ever to finally get here. It's our favorite time of the year. Yeah, uh, the next two months is going to be all horror all the time. There will be some news and stuff that we can maybe fit in if it happens, but news has been very slow because of the strike, unless they're talking about delaying some of our most anticipated movies mm. of the year or, or giving us more news about how the strike is not ending anytime soon. So uh, until then, we pivot and we talk horror. And the good thing about doing this is, one, uh, when Jackson got on the show like uh, like over eight months ago now, Right. I had no idea that he was a horror movie guy. Um, the other guy who's on our spinoff, uh, Owen, who started the, the podcast with me, he likes horror movies, but he's not a horror movie guy. It's not like he doesn't really there is a distinction. watch a lot of them. He, right. Very, a, a distinction, yeah. And so I, when uh, Back to the Blockbuster first started, the original idea, uh, I was going to make it a horror movie podcast in the beginning because I was like, I want to do that. But yeah, but the other people, I didn't know the other people the on. Yeah, the other people that were on, they were like, they are not horror movie people, and I didn't think that would be fair uh, so, to like only have uh, horror movies all the time on the podcast. Um, so the good thing about Jackson joining is that he loves horror movies, and he was super stoked about uh, what these next two months could bring. So that's going to be uh, pretty awesome to get into. And um, the other Absolutely. good part about it is when we talked about doing this, we were like, okay, we want to talk about horror movies, but we also want to use it as an opportunity to talk to other horror movie fans or other horror movie related podcasts uh, to collab that's right to collab um so uh we're doing that for the first time uh today with the guys uh from the return revenge resurrection podcast alex and dean we wrestled the demon pazuzu in the exorcist your mother is in here karis would you like to leave a message i'll see that she gets it we hooked the fisherman killer, Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times! Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic to David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart! We cover it all, the good, the bad, and the bloody. Return Revenge Resurrection, a podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday, available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone! Welcome to Back to the Blockbuster and Spooky Season. I love that name, by the way, guys. That's a wicked, that's a killer <laughs> podcast name. Yeah, who, who, who came you. up with that? Was, that? was that a joint 
It's all so, Alex. Oh, Alex. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> That's like right. the one I, thing uh, I could say I brought to the show. Otherwise, everything else is different. Yeah. Right. Nice. I like I like to think I come up with good ideas, but then I just throw like hundreds of ideas at Alex, and he's like, "Okay, no, I don't think so. I don't think so." And then the first one he throws back at me, it's like, "Oh yeah, that's it. That's the first one. You did it. You got it." <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. So the cool, like, what's funny is that I saw uh, their Instagram pop up like a while ago, and the first thing I saw was like the cover art. Uh, that you guys were having for uh, uh, your podcast. And that was the thing that stood out to me the most. And I remember sending a message like a long time ago in the beginning. I was like, hey, it's, it sounds like a cool concept. Whatever you guys want. Uh, if you guys would like to collab ever, like I would love to do that. And you guys were honest. So, like in the beginning, you're like, hey, we kind of want to get off the ground ourselves and we're not going to have guests yet. But like in the future, let's try to do that. And when this came up, uh, you guys were actually the first of the horror movie podcasts that I reached out to because I was like, all right, this oh, seems like the, awesome. per the per perfect time to uh, do it. And your podcast is a lot of fun. Uh, really, really fun to listen to. You guys are both very great together on it. And um, why don't you tell all some of the listeners exactly what the uh, podcast is and what it's all about? Yeah, yeah sure. It's... Um... It's a horror movie podcast, and we walk through franchises. Uh, we're both big fans of uh, horror franchises, the good and the bad. We still mm. love to talk about the bad. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, so we just go sort of like episode. Each episode is a movie in the franchise, and we talk about just that movie, and then the next episode, move, move on to the next movie. And in the end, we do a big like epilogue episode, we call it, where we just... Uh, look back on the entire franchise, how it sort of the ebbs and flows, you know, how it sort of went through um, the ups and downs and uh, what we liked about it, our favorite characters, uh, things like that. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it, it's it's basically uh, just, you know, me and Alex, we don't we don't have any big structure to the episodes. We're just kind of talking about the movies because we yeah. love them. Um, so we just we, we watch those movies get on and just uh, hash it out. That's kind of like, yeah, the same dynamic we have over here at Back to the Blockbuster, too, which honestly, if you love movies, you really can talk for hours about them. So if even without a script, yep. it works. Exactly. Right. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, it really does. Uh, so how did the, was this like the only concept that you guys kind of had or you kind of knew what you guys wanted to do in the beginning or did, or did things kind of change or uh, along the way? Well, I mean, this show, I think, has been pretty specifically what it is from the beginning. You know, it was always going to be about franchises. Um, but we've actually done a couple of shows together in the past too. We started doing a, uh, it was called Nothing But Comics. Uh, it was a comic book podcast. We did that years ago together. Then we did another show called uh, First Last. Then we did another show called Through the Ages, another comic related one. So we've done a couple of shows together and it just, uh, I'm I'm at like my most natural with Dean. Like for some reason, when we get on the mics together, it just it works. Yeah, right. at least yeah, I like to is, think so. Yeah, I, I yes, I think so too, Alex. This is our fifth podcast, and uh, none of the ideas really uh, stuck. I guess we we enjoy all of them. We think all of the other podcasts we have are um, you know great work out there, but uh, nothing I it really really stuck with us. We ended up kind of dropping them or losing interest or whatever mm -hmm. it was. And um, I actually. Uh, have not been a horror fan my entire life. I was terrified of horror movies when I was younger. That's uh, even... the best, though. Exactly. I miss that here. Yeah. yeah. Even into my 20s, like I'm 37 now, even all through my 20s, could not watch a horror movie, just couldn't sit down and do it. I'd get terrified. Mm -hmm. And then 
a few years ago. I don't know what happened. The 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 switch turned off. Whatever the fear was is gone. And now it's just my favorite genre. Like I absolutely love horror movies. Can't get enough of them. Watch mm -hmm. them all the time. So as soon as that happened, I knew Alex was a big horror fan like his entire life. And that was just something that we we never had as part of our podcast because we never really connected on it. So as soon as I became a big fan, I was like, Alex, it's horror. That's the yeah. thing. That's <laughs> the thing we're going to stick with. That's nice. what's going to make our podcast just natural. And um, yeah, we love this. This is I, I would say this is our favorite show we've done. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah we, we absolutely love this one. Sweet. That prompts a question, actually, Dean. I'm just curious now because you say that uh, you were scared of horror movies for most of your life and then the, the flip switch and i found i had a similar experience like i always went out and sought out horror movies growing up even when i was afraid i can't pinpoint it but definitely over the course of you know you see enough this the flip switches off i don't find i find it's very hard to get scared these days so my question is is there anything still to this day that just any movie that you find hard to watch to get through that's just so scary and alex will ask question. you the same after too yeah it's we, a great we have question. the same movie yeah oh, yeah. oh fantastic. Yeah, okay. what is it yeah, i'm cool. dying to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I had three on my okay. list. I had three movies on my list that I thought I could not revisit because they were going to be too much for me. And um, through the podcast, we've revisited two of those and nice. I figured out that they're fine. I'm okay, okay. with them. So that's <laughs> The Sixth Sense. I thought I could never go back to The Sixth Sense. I did watch that as a teenager and that there's killed a, me. <laughs> there's a scene in there with the, the little ghost girl puking. That for sure. Yeah. Me. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scary yeah. As for hell. sure. So I thought I couldn't get back to that one, but I was able, when I went back and watched it, it was fine. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one, The Conjuring, thought I couldn't do that again. Oh, you and Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Still frightens me too, though. Yeah, it's definitely very frightening. Um, hide and clap can fuck right off. I'm done with that. I don't want that game. That game can get out yeah. of here. I, I missed that uh. one in the theaters so much. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the one that I haven't revisited, the one I would say that still I'm afraid to press play on and haven't done it yet. I want to. I haven't done it yet. Is Hereditary? Uh, can't can't oh, do it. Can't oh, press yeah. play yet. That, yeah, that one there. That one fucked me up. Like yeah, I, I've agreed. been watching horror movies my entire life. I grew up with it. My like I'm watching stuff I, I shouldn't have been watching, but I would watch with my parents because like if you couldn't keep up, well, you're you know you're out of the family. That sort of thing. That's just what, <laughs> that's what we watched. Yeah. Um, so. It's been a long, it was a long, long time that I went where uh, no movie would ever scare me. And then I watched Hereditary yep. and that stuck with me for just like weeks. Every, I, I dreaded, minutes, man. yeah, Ooh. I dreaded, yeah. I dreaded nighttime. I hated going to bed. I, I'm, I was like 28 years old and I'm like, I don't want to go to bed because I'm, <laughs> I'm so scared of this movie. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, some of the most traumatized I've ever been in the theater. And I love I love that adrenaline rush of being scared by a movie. It's something that no other genre really can emulate. Absolutely. And yeah, Hereditary is one of the last ones to really do. I'd say Skinamarink came close, not quite, but that got under my skin sure, too, watching yeah. that earlier this year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Skimmering yeah. thing is funny because yeah. like Jackson, Jack, Jackson and I have like died on that hill that like that movie scared us. It worked for what it was. And then there are other people in our little like community that were like, no, that movie is trash, guys. We like, hate that movie. Yeah. It's love, hate, yeah. very it's much love, so. hate yes. But yeah. Jackson okay. and I have yeah. died, died on the hill that it's it was good for what it was. <laughs> and it got, it got to me. I mean, I watched it alone in the dark and that's all. I mean, it was unsettling to me for... Uh, how short it was and straight to yeah. the point. I mean, I like, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, uh, also, too, with horror movies, I I grew up like uh, Alex watching them at a very young age, probably way too young. 
Agreed. Uh, I like, I, like, I remember I saw Hellraiser that was like seven or eight. That's way oh, too wow. young to watch something like that. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, great movie. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom, my mom always had that feeling of like, okay, he shouldn't be watching these, but he might just find them on his own. So maybe it's just best if like I'm around and he's watching them. Like yeah, trying to make yeah. like justify like you know it being okay, right? Um, yeah. and then I have a younger brother who's uh 25, and he used to be deathly afraid of horror movies when he was younger. Like if he if he came in my room and I was watching one and there was like any distinctly like horrific scene on, he would just run out of the room and slam the door. <laughs> and <laughs> but now it's funny because like we we go see almost every horror movie that comes out together. He's completely changed the older that he's gotten. Right. But I, I didn't think he would ever get to that point because there's like legit fear from like some of the, <laughs> the smallest scenes in movies. Like he just couldn't watch them. Um, but I, I, I love how that kind of changes for people. Either, you know, you're kind of too afraid of them when you're younger and then you get over it or mm-hmm. you become people like, you know, Jackson where it's like harder to scare you the older you get. It's like, oh, this is, right. is kind of old hat. Like I need something yeah. new. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the, yeah, but at the end of the day, horror movies are just fun in general, even if they don't always frighten or terrify exactly. you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, some, to be had. Yeah, some of yeah. my favorite horror movies, like to me, uh, the best horror movie of all time is Halloween. I love Halloween. Yeah. Okay, um, I can't say it scares me. You know, I, I can't say it scares me. Um, but I love watching it. Yes. You know, so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to scare me for me to to me and to enjoy it. But one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast has actually been because Dean is so new to the genre. It's sort of like watching his growth uh, as a horror yeah. movie fan. Because there's movies that uh, you know I just grew up watching. I've seen them many times, and he's never seen them before. And then. I get that other person to talk to, you know, I've, yeah. I can talk to my family about horror movies all day, but it's stuff that we've seen a million times, but Dean, it's his first time watching it or maybe a second time. Right. Uh, so there's, there's still that like excitement there from, from him. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I get on mic and I'm like, Alex, holy shit. Have you seen Candyman? That movie is awesome. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, classic. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he like grew up on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, I, I love uh, getting people to discover new horror movies, even if they're uh, even if they're not. I, you know, it's actually more fun to get people who say they're not fans of stuff like that uh, yeah. to see if they'll like it. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's how you know they really work sometimes if they can like uh, convert the uninitiated. And like, All right, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, I think like our my buddy Owen's like that in a certain way. Like he, there's certain horror movies that he likes, but he likes to be introduced to new ones like on our spinoff we did a deep dive on it follows he had never seen it yeah and uh actually didn't really know anything about it like he went in kind of blind never saw a trailer for it or anything like that before cool uh the way to go covered it yeah and you know he was like i wish i would have saw this you know when it came out after he after he watched it uh so it's also making someone like him more open to being like i I should be more uh a little bit more like accepting of certain movies like this and like give them a shot without you know Mm-hmm. prejudging him because i think we can agree that this genre gets prejudged a lot <laughs> by a lot of people who yeah think it's like the bo- bottom of the barrel of uh, the uh film industry even though the last few years they have proved to be some of the most successful movies uh yep. theatrically because sure. you know they're yeah. they're not expensive to make and they have a really solid built-in audience that rushes out to see them especially if there's buzz about a really good one right we su- we and support the the people who are in it are, are true supporters of the genre and we we turn out for yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah for horror sure fans horror fans like see everything 
You know, like yeah. horror fans want to go see every horror movie. They want to, they want to have seen every single horror movie. That's what I started to feel once I started to watch them. I was like, oh, I need to watch everything. I need to see everything. So I have like all this context and I know what movie is like taking aspects from another movie. I need that's to see the, everything. That's part. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a tall order trying to get feeling. everything in. Yeah. Yes. And you want that feeling again. You want that like that new feeling again of being scared. What's the thing that's going to get me? You know, I like to just throw myself entirely into the movie. I like to get scared, you know, in while I'm watching it by the movie. The mm -hmm. thing that's changed now is when the movie's over, I'm done. You know, I'm not scared. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's good. But I love to throw myself into it. And I love to get it, it's almost like um, it can be like a therapeutic thing to get so stressed out watching a movie yes. and then kind of yeah. end it. That's and you're so like, true. it's good. Yeah, I, I'm okay now. I got all the stress out and now I feel like I'm calm. Uh, so that's that's yeah. what's really drawn me to horror. And uh, yeah, just like it, it is my go-to now. Now when I sit down to watch a movie, it's like, what horror haven't I seen? That's going to be the first thing I look right. at. And then if I don't Guys. find anything, then I'll move on to something else. Is there a particular uh, genre or subgenre, I guess, of horror that either of you guys are like particular to that you find yourself going to more than others? Or are you guys open-ended? So I, I mean, I'll watch anything, but I, right. my two big ones are the slasher yeah. and, uh, and like supernatural. I love, mm -hmm. I love both of those. Supernatural is the stuff that's more prone to scare me, which is why I find yeah. I'm going towards them more because it's harder and harder these days. But yeah, both of those are fantastic. What about you, Dean? Yeah, I would say um, the slasher definitely up there can just be so fun. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of those older slasher movies, all these franchises uh, are just a, a good time. It's I can put that on and just, you know, have a good time for an hour and a half. They're usually short, too, which is nice. Yeah. You can <laughs> maybe even fit in a couple if you have three hours. Um, and then on the other side, I really like sort of I guess they call it modern horror now. You know, I, I just yeah. really like these these horror movies, A24 movies coming out that Glad uh, you said just, it. Yeah, 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 just yeah. really make you think, you know, you, you get to yes. watch that movie and get to be like, this actually applies to my life in a different way. You know, I can yeah. I can apply. And I'm not exactly that in that movie. That's not happening to me. But I see how that relates to me, um, totally. especially like a lot of grief stuff they go through in those movies. It's just like it really I, I really connect with uh, with all the A24s and all the modern horror stuff. So glad you, you brought like, it up. Yeah, yeah. movies yeah. like it follows like absolutely love that movie. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Five out of five. Love it. Um, so yeah, th those are kind of my two, my two favorites. Right on. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that about, um, the, the A24 stuff, because like when you watch something like Hereditary, like the bulk of that movie is like, all right, this is really just about how this family is dealing with grief and yeah, very... family drama. <laughs> yeah. Family yeah. Drama. It's with a horror family drama sprinkled on it. Yeah. 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 And it's just like that layer. Like you said, it, it really makes you think, I love when there's more like subtext there than what's, you know, actually going on. Cause they, there's a lot. You know, you can really a lot of different layers to certain horror movies. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I like that there's more than what's on the surface than it appears to be. Exactly. We're spending more yeah. time with the characters. These are really character pieces. Like if you look at, say, like um, St. Maud, if you guys have seen uh, that, that yeah. one, yes. uh, yeah. it's, it's a horror movie. Kind of. Kind I mean, of. It, yeah, but it's it, it, it's it's beautiful. The the journey mm -hmm. that you're on with this character. It's so yeah. it's so insane. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah oh and i also want to piggyback again on what you said earlier that horror fans will support like any like almost any horror movie one of my buddies is always he's never understood this he still doesn't he was like what i will never get about horror movie fans is that i know that some of you know said movie is gonna be bad but then you're still there on opening night <laughs> ready to go yeah like take it all in and i was like because sometimes the bad ones are fun in their own exactly ways. yep yeah. yeah for sure and like you know it, i mean i'm not saying that this one is particularly like bad but we just did like uh an anniversary episode for freddie versus jason that's not 
high art by any means, but right. still, but still fun. It's a bad movie. Yeah. 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 I feel like horror is more likely to like transcend like the typical dynamics of what we consider good or bad in terms of like movies as an art form. Whereas like, even though fundamentally they might not have great movie making aspects in them, they still are able to do something that we would consider good that, you know, makes us revisit a movie 20 years later, like Freddy versus Jason. I had a fucking blast watching that movie. I hadn't seen it since my adolescence and while, yeah, it's no Shawshank, or anything it's still i would say it's a great horror movie it does yeah. its job even though yeah it didn't find yeah. scary but you have a good iconic. time with it right you have a yeah, good time exactly. with it. the worst the worst kind of horror movie for me or honestly any movie is a boring movie you can have a bad movie that i can have fun with but if you're yeah. boring mm-hmm. I, I want no part of it yeah right yeah we that's what's so fun going through franchises why why we really enjoy our podcast because you can you can go through something like Halloween and have such a great first movie and then get to, you know, number six where, you know, it's just, (laughs) nobody likes it. It's awful. And we'll have a good time with that. We can have a good time with a movie like that. So it's really just, if it's boring, if that movie is boring, then we're going to go in there and we're going to have a tough time coming up with fun things to say, but anything else, really anything else we have, uh, you know, it could just be fun to talk about. Yep. I'd agree boring would probably be the worst insult to throw at a horror movie, at least, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. want your horror movie to be boring. That being said, do either of you guys have, and I'm sure you do, but uh, maybe even several, but is there a clear, definitive series that either of you guys would classify as your favorite, like in horror? So we actually rank the franchises as we go. So we'll okay, rank right the individual... Excuse me. We'll rank the individual movies and not in our epilogue episodes, and then at the end we'll take the franchise as a whole and rank it against the the rest of the franchise. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, thank you. A... Uh, so right now we actually have Halloween as our number one franchise. Nice. The Halloween franchise. Uh, it's it up until now it's been the well actually it'll still be because right now we're doing the nightmare on elm street franchise we try and do Ah. one big franchise a year uh last year was our our halloween one so that one's just so big there was so much to talk about we had so much fun doing it uh and the movies are great right and 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 there's a lot there's a lot of great movies in it so it makes sense that that would be uh that would be on the top yeah Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of aspects that go into us ranking it. A lot of things we take into account, you know, how good the movies are is definitely one thing. What well, we like had for how... lunch that day, what we had, well, you know, yeah, the exactly. placement of the sun in the sky. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like how, cha- yeah. how chaotic the franchise is, is even sometimes a bonus for us. So like Halloween True. having multiple timelines that we can talk about. That's like kind of a bonus <laughs> for us. A choose your um, own adventure kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. having, having three movies in one franchise with the same name. Something I love. I love the naming of movies. I love that Halloween 2018 is a direct sequel to Halloween, like the original. So you have (laughs) a movie and then a second movie, and it's Halloween and Halloween. I just love that. You know, it's it's um it's something that comes into play when we rank. So we are uh I would have said going into this creating this podcast, I would have said that uh Nightmare on Elm Street was my favorite franchise. Um when when we covered Halloween last year, that took over. That took over for me. And it's like just sitting down and talking about every single movie. It's hard to right. not just then fall in love with that franchise. You ride that high too, probably. You ride the high, yeah. 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 So now we're working our way through Nightmare. We, we, we sort of just started. So we're working our way through Nightmare. And I can see it. I can see it overtaking. So you no know, chance. we're, we're going to have to see once we get yeah. to the end. Now that I'm talking about every one of those movies, and I, I knew I loved this franchise going into it, 
Um, they're very different. You know, Halloween and Nightmare are very different. So we'll see in the end when we get to that epilogue episode uh, yeah, what it is yeah. for me, which one it is that I can say is is my favorite one. That first yeah, is one I, of my all-time favorites, without it's a doubt. So good. Yep, oh, for yeah, for sure. I, fuck, man. As a huge like Halloween fan, I used to always feel bad about doing this, but I used to rank the Nightmare franchise above a lot of the bigger ones. Because I think there's just a lot more going on there than just it being like a standard yeah. horror film, slasher film. Um, oh sure. Even the even the ones that are you know I guess you could say quote unquote not good. There's still a lot more going on. Uh, yep. In in a lot of those, um, I I actually listened to your uh, the Freddy's Revenge episode because I I I one uh, to go back and kind of reevaluate and rediscover those movies again has to be yep. a lot of fun, especially if you haven't seen in a while. We brought up I brought up uh, a Never on Elm Street two briefly when we were talking about Freddy versus Jason, trying to explain to Jackson like what that what that movie is and kind of uh there's a lot of subjects in that movie too uh yeah that yeah. some say some some say it was like no it wasn't on purpose and other people were like that no it was on purpose uh, but yeah you know another a fun one to like look back on now like because people's views on that movie have changed a lot where they're i mean i think the reactions to it are a lot more positive than like oh, sure. back in the day and yeah that's the cool thing about going back to watching watching these movies again especially with someone that you know, doesn't really watch them all the time. It's like, hey, like you're the first set of eyes. Like, what can I discover that's new? Something I didn't really know uh, before. So that's that's what I think is cool about uh, your guys' podcast is having getting to you know be reintroduced to all these franchises and see them in a totally different light, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I know when a movie is doing its job really well because I when my wife who watches all the movies with uh with me too uh nice. when she, her gaze is like focused on the floor and she's not like because <laughs> she can't bring herself to watch the tv <laughs> i'm like okay all right this movie has something <laughs> you're like she's afraid so this yep. is good <laughs> yeah that's that's what you know it works <laughs> yes. yeah um mm -hmm. uh as far i mean i'm sure you guys don't want to give away any potential ideas, but are there any franchises that you haven't done yet that you really kind of want to uh, explore more than others uh, in the future? Oh yeah. I mean, I think we both probably have, uh, have lists. We've okay. got lists. I actually, I actually made the bucket list of franchises just like last weekend for no reason. I just threw it out there just in case. Um, but yeah, we, so we, we've, we've got our lists. I, so, so sort of like an obscure one that I would want to throw out there. Like we, we obviously want to hit all the big ones, all the mm -hmm. popular ones because we love those movies too. Um, so those are definitely on our list to come, but I would say one that's, yeah, just like maybe not so popular and is maybe more movies than everyone thinks it is, uh, would be Tremors, um, oh, which yeah. is right seven on. movies long. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Tremors movies. I knew there was a few, yeah. but whoa. Yeah, there are a lot. I forgot about that. So that's that, would be my, that would be one of mine. That's one of my bucket list franchises. Uh, I absolutely love the first movie. Um, that is actually one of the, I guess, horror movies it's, it's you know kind of a soft horror movie but that's definitely one of the horror movies that i did watch as a kid by just knowing the spots i needed to fast forward through you know knowing the spots that would scare me so i'd watch the whole thing but like oh no this time i gotta fast forward five minutes and uh so that one is just like near and dear to my heart and then just knowing that there's like i don't know six other direct to video movies that's exciting for me. that's that's an exciting prospect so i really want to sure. i really want to tackle that one day yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Alex. <laughs> no, I was just saying, um, I would really like to cover the Howling franchise. Oh, um, no. 
I, I love, of course, love the first movie. And sometimes when we when we're going through a franchise, the first movie will be really good. The second one tries to be a copycat. Um, but with the Halloween franchise, you get to the second movie and already things are off the wall. Like things are fucking crazy <laughs> by the time you get to the second one. The second yeah, one has true. a crazy name. Doesn't it have like the word bitch in the title or something? What's it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, called something sis- like something like uh, oh. I only I know this because I watched the Howling for the first time last year, but I made the mistake of watching it right after one of my favorites in American Werewolf in London. And so I feel like that really skewed my enjoyment <laughs> of that video because I like American Werewolf in London better, but I'm due for a rewatch of the Howling for sure. That's a great I didn't really know how many were in that series, truthfully. There's, yeah, there's a bunch. I didn't know either. There's a bunch. Uh, it's I do bothering know me now. eventually well, okay, so your sister is a werewolf is the second one in that (laughs) but by the third one it's the howling three the marsupials so at that point they're not even werewolves they're more like they're more like kangaroos what yeah Yeah. it's insane absolutely crazy great oh man those are those are the kind of franchises that'd be fun to revisit like i like some of the quote-unquote bad ones i would like to rewatch possibly again are like critters yeah our uh, puppet puppet master would be another fun one to like yeah, because there's a lot of those too. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even Leprechaun, I guess. And you probably oh, that's, that's for sure. Jennifer Jennifer Anderson, Anderson, eh? That's sort of an <laughs> yeah, ongoing yeah. joke on our podcast. An ongoing joke to bring up that we're going to cover Leprechaun soon. So yeah. it's definitely going to happen. That's definitely one that's going to happen. It sort of reoccurs that it's like, oh, Leprechaun, we got to hit that pretty soon. Uh, that I mean, seems like he, a fun one. He got to go to the hood and space, which is amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. like, a, a, lot, a lot of horror movie icons could not say the same. Uh, sure. but yeah, like the, the, the yeah, but like yeah, that's what we're saying. Like you know, the ones there's horror movies that are definitely made to be good and thought provoking and a lot more than what they are. And then there's stuff like that, which all right, you know, I'm just gonna have a good time. It was made to be kind of bad. Like it's so bad that it's good, and I it's so bad. Res- it's good. Res- <laughs> that's why I respect that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally respect sure. that. Yeah. Yeah, just FYI, I just want to bring it out again. Howling Two is called Halloween or Howling Two Sturba Werewolf Bitch. That is literally the title. I, I wasn't <laughs> oh, gonna okay. forget that. That is hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. Oh god, well, they had a good time with that. That's hilarious. No kidding. <laughs> I didn't right. even know they had that many sequels in that for, at all. I had no oh, idea. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's um, let's see, I think eight or like eight movies in that. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and oh actually, my God. Um, uh, that's a hike. I believe, yeah. I'm trying to remember, yeah, Chris. So Christopher Lee was in the second one, was in the sequel. And, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah, uh, but the movie was uh, was so bad that he actually called up. Um, uh, it was Joe Dante who directed the the first one. He called up Joe Dante and apologized for being in it. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds like something we gotta do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so of course we have to cover it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I dedicated my time to this project. Like you said, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet a lot of people would have seen that just for Christopher Lee because that guy yeah. is a, yeah. a, was a legend at the time. So, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, or a legend. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so before we get to the uh, actually, we were going to talk about. I I got to ask you guys since we do have a few horror movie releases left in the year. Is there anything that you're looking forward to? Anything you're worried about? <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a great question. Well, yeah. I. I'm really excited to uh, to watch the newest Exorcist movie, and I say oh, that okay. because that was the first franchise we ever covered for our show. 
Nice. We went, we went yeah. right into Exorcist. You went right. boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. First is another favorite of mine. Yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to hit the ground running with Exorcist. So uh, this will be the first time that we're actually going back and revisiting uh, a franchise that we had covered before. So after we watch the movie, we're going to look back at how we originally ranked those movies, re-rank them, see if it's going to change the overall ranking of like all of the franchises. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited uh, for that movie to come out just because of the podcast that we do yeah yeah that's like that that's definitely my most anticipated as well because of that because of that reason also because the exorcist franchise is ranked pretty high in our in our ranking um but it has like two bad movies that are the same movie like they had the last the like movie four and five are literally the same movie. They just made it twice and they released they released the one they made second and no one liked it. So they're like, maybe we released the one we made first. And so they just do see that. what happens. So, yeah. So we got to watch two movies that are the same movie, just like cut differently. Yep. And we so that was like fun to talk about. But having two bad movies in there, you know, brings down the ranking. So I'm excited for this new movie and excited to revisit our rankings and see if like, if this movie's good, how far it could jump, you know, how far it could raise mm -hmm. up because that's the exorcist is definitely one of the franchises that we really like how it goes. You know, we like how it starts out su with such a great movie, you know, mm -hmm. Oscar yeah. nominated, just, just great, perfect movie. And then it takes this huge swerve, but still something that we like kind of enjoy. And then, you know, it comes back to a third movie that's a ton of fun. So it's yep, like it, yep. it's it's this very interesting franchise. So that that I am very excited for. Also, I am excited for The Nun 2. And mm. uh, again, for a Me similar too. reason, we've covered The Conjuring franchise and we didn't like The Nun. It came in at the bottom. The, the, yep. the Nun came okay. in at the bottom for us. Yep. But still, I just I'm excited to see The Nun 2. So, you know, it's like that franchise still gets me excited for the next movie. So I want to see yeah. where they go with it. I want to see where we can slot that in, in our rankings. And again, see what that can do to it in our um, entire franchise rankings. So those would be my two most anticipated. And like Alex said, it's mostly because they're movies we will be covering on the podcast. We'll covering. <laughs> well, yeah. There's also one it, uh, Godzilla minus one, I think comes out this year. I don't know if you guys yeah. seen, they dropped the, the like trailer. Full trailer for that recently. Um, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. So I'm I'm pumped for that. I can't. I right can't. On. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I think Jackson and I have talked about with the Exorcist. We were cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I, guess. I, I would go so far as to say skeptical. I want to enjoy it. I'm not anticipating that I'm going to enjoy it, but I think there will be things to like. But yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's look the at mixed bag. David Gordon Green's last movie, and uh, hey. I don't. I, I mean, like okay, <laughs> I hated it the first time I saw it. And then thankfully yeah. I watched it again uh, the next morning. It was on, uh, I think, Peacock. It had already been out. Yeah, Yeah. so I got to watch it again, and I found things I could appreciate about it, but it okay. still doesn't make me uh, – I'm still nervous about The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah I'm a nervous – it's his involvement that's got me a little nervous, although I mm. really like his first – like the Halloween 2018. Oh, yeah. Kills – I've appreciated more thinking about it afterwards, but like leaving the theater, I was actually, I would say like upset at how much I didn't like it. Right. Uh, and then I didn't see ends because of, I let my buddy spoil it for me and I didn't like what I'd heard, but that's okay. kind of doing it a disservice. So I still need to see it to really make my own mind up about his trilogy, but I will, I hope he knocks it out of the park. Let's put it that way. But the exorcist, yeah. the first one is one I hold near and dear to my heart. And I don't want to see anything, you know, tarnished by it. And I know they're bringing back, 
legacy characters and that can go one way or another. So like gay has put like cautiously optimistic, but still skeptical, a healthy dose. Yeah. 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 I really, I really, I know he may not watch it, but I really want Jackson to watch Halloween ends during spooky season. Cause I just want to know if he's going to be like, all right, I appreciate it for what it was, or if it's going to make him just right. throw cha- throw chairs in his room. Well, yeah. so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Flip a table. Out. Well, this would be, yeah, I don't yeah. think I would have normally watched it on my own had I not been, you know, had I not joined back to the blockbuster. So, like, just for the sake of spooky season, we'll be needing horror movies to go through. Like, I may as well just throw it on this year. So, right. it could be it, the time I, to see it. I think it'll help too going in with really low expectations. So like when I, yeah. when I went in, you know, we we were covering the Halloween franchise at the time. So I was so high on Halloween. I love 2018. I yeah. think Kills is really dumb but a lot of fun. <laughs> Michael's so, awesome in it. That's really it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's stuff exactly. like that doesn't work, but he's awesome. And then I saw ends and I'm like, oh no, what, what is this? This is not, this is not good. But then I watched it a second time when I didn't, I wasn't coming in with all that baggage, all those expectations. Yes. And I found things I could appreciate about it. There you go. So I I got, I got to owe it to him and to to watch it before I really make up my mind. For sure. I I think that I I like ends and I think the problem, I probably like it more than most people. I think the problem with ends is it's called Halloween ends. So there's expectations that it ends a trilogy. There's expectations that it ends 13 movies uh, that started, you know, way back in 78. There's all that expectation on it. And that is not what it is. If this movie was just Halloween five and it was just like in the middle of these 13 movies, I think it would be a much better yeah, reception to it. People would be like, oh, it's that weird one that's in the middle. Mm -hmm. I kind of like it. I think it's got that feeling to it. And the problem is it's called Halloween ends. No, you're right. I think I. When I saw that in the theater, it was a pretty packed theater for opening night. I mean, I guess because, you know, it's still Halloween. People are going right. to go see it. When it was over, I could feel the physical disdain from, like, everyone yeah. in that theater. Yep. And yep. I I didn't even know how I felt about it until, like, days later. And, I mean, I was talking to a bunch of people who watched it who really did appreciate that it did something different. And it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And that's how yeah. I learned to appreciate it. I was like, all right, yeah, I can accepted on that level it's definitely not what they marketed at all um, no, I, yeah, no, no, no. What, at, yeah whatsoever um but you know i i still think it's funny that there's still halloween ends discourse all over like oh it's called x now <laughs> well they, they, they still talk about <laughs> yeah, that movie fuck. they still talk about that movie in a way where everyone's going back and forth about it being like you know years yeah. from now it's going to be like a misunderstood masterpiece or right it's still going to are still going to be trashed depending on who you're talking to i i think it's good enough where i i don't think i need to defend it i've i've told jackson that like lately i've been like i just want to defend halloween kills a bit more because i think it's a lot more fun than people maybe give it I'm credit with you. for yeah I'm like, with you. i had a great time with it and like, you said, like jackson said like michael is amazing in it that made yeah. It was ho- it was called Hollywood he kills and that oh, that's what happened that's what yeah. he was doing yeah was yeah. yeah 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 the hospital stuff is a little cringy the whole evil dice tonight thing that is cringy is where I <laughs> lose it. I my buddy and i everything about that my buddy and i will still <laughs> randomly text each other like evil dies tonight because it makes the other person <laughs> laugh yeah well yeah, yeah and that's i guess the good yeah. part about it is it is so goofy yeah. that you can have fun with it but at the time where i only saw it the one time i was like fuck that aspect of yep. the movie didn't work but yeah that's a great point though alex like it could be it could be exploited i guess after the fact oh, in yes. a good way for sure Yes. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and by the way, that Exorcist Believer trailer play, has played. I think I've seen it three or four times attached to other movies now, and that trailer plays so differently. I mean, I, some people are 
laughing during parts of it when like that well that's not supposed to be funny that's not a good sign right. and oh. and then of course there's people like when you know when ellen burston's character when she pops up you can just tell the people in the theater the younger people are like who's that like yeah they don't they, they, they right. that doesn't really matter to them so right. i can't really gauge like what the interest is and how i mean like yeah what people are really thinking about it i mean it had a prime friday the 13th release date until taylor swift jumped in and uh, oh. you know, <laughs> and release her movie on that day, and they and, and within an hour they moved their date up to like October sixth. They're like, yeah, yeah you don't compete. Yeah. You, you don't compete with Taylor Swift. Uh, there is no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. you find a different week. Uh, yeah, I, speaking of the trailer, I it played in front of uh, Oppenheimer when I went to see Oppenheimer, and yeah, that yeah. audience is not necessarily a horror watching audience. And the room it was packed Oppenheimer theater. And the room felt uncomfortable. It felt like people were oh, a little right. bit scared from that trailer. So that gave me like good feelings for the movie. I was like, okay, you know, this room definitely, I can feel it. I can feel that everybody in this room is scared. So I've got hope. I've got hope for that movie. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see how it all lands because I'm with Gaius. I have no idea what to anticipate yeah. for this one. I think we'll all be there opening night. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't know who I'm going to go with because my main movie watching guy is away for school right now uh, and uh, he'll have times to come back and forth but it's like three hours away so like I might be going solo to that one but I need to see it though for sure Yeah. oh this is uh, brings up something else I wanted to ask you guys just for the sake of it because I don't know if you guys know so Gaius and I are as far away as you could possibly be he's in California I'm in eastern New Brunswick I, I was curious about you guys know each other in real life like you guys live in the same area or how did you guys meet just quickly before we get into uh, Wolf Creek here yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty far away too yeah. but we're oh, more yeah. down we're more down the middle far away so uh i'm oh, in, okay. in canada in manitoba hey right um, on yeah and alex is in wisconsin um, little canada yeah yeah we have <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have met twice in person and oh, cool. those were great times uh yes. so yeah we 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 do this recording usually virtually uh but right. yeah we have done a couple recordings in person before because uh we have we have met in person and it's been a great time we have ambitions as well of doing that as yeah, yeah which we I'm have looking a lot forward we, to. Have, we have a lot of uh ambitions and like <laughs> you know, like what's it going to be like when we hang out for the first time in person? <laughs> <laughs> uh it you know it, it really is cool because he's been on for over eight months and like i guess the biggest compliment from people that listen to it is that they were like we can't tell that you guys don't hang out in real life like that's right they, oh, yeah. even like some some of my closest friends are still like blown away by like i don't know how you easily can like speak with him about that especially i mean he only had like one trial run it was like he did one episode with me and i was like i thought that guy was good I, like i <laughs> it clicks I yeah let's do this again <laughs> and again and again i was like i want to see if he wants to do it like all the time and he <laughs> and actually and honestly like i sent him that message on instagram like it was sometime in december and it's like right around my birthday and then christmas i sent the message and then didn't check my messages for a while and he had responded to it fairly quickly and then when i went to go look back i was like oh god it's been like a couple weeks <laughs> i was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry oh, I don't know it was that interested? long but it might have been a few <laughs> days long. for sure yeah it felt long and i was like all right but he was still interested and it's been uh it's been yes i was flattered fun. oh man like, it's been a blast i look forward since. to this every week and you're right the chemistry is just there which makes us just so easy right and that's yeah. just awesome i had no idea i would have thought maybe you guys lived down the street from each other i had no idea so right. that's pretty cool you guys are in a similar boat there yeah. 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 It's, it, it just, uh, it's clicked with us too. Although the, the story of how we started isn't as, uh, isn't as, as friendly as that because, uh, okay. Okay. Al All right, Alex was down. working. You want, you want to tell it Alex or you want me to? <laughs> well, you can tell your version. Okay. Yeah, no. My version is, <laughs> 
my version is Alex was working on a blog, a comic book blog that I was a, I was a fan of. And it had a staff of about five, I think, at that time, around there. And I was a big fan of it. I was like, uh, I commented all the time, read all the posts, commented on most of them, big fan of it. Yep. And uh, I, got a, uh, I got a message from, from the guy in charge of it all, the guy who runs the blog, saying he'd like to bring me on to, uh, to be a writer. So I was like, oh excellent that's that yeah right away i'm on it's great compliment and then i find i find out that when he brought it up to the group alex was like no way fuck (laughs) off that guy can't join (laughs) okay and our first podcast came out of that blog um we okay the the podcast was for the blog the blog was called nothing but comics um so we we clicked on that podcast but before then he was not a big fan he was not a big fan of me it had nothing to do with you <laughs> all right i always clarify this yes yeah, so what's alex how's there was a lot differ? yeah there was a lot of nasty behind the scenes stuff going on at at the time with the blog the guy who was running it he had some issues and he was not very kind to the people who were there and my thought process was i don't want anyone else to come in and have to experience Mm -hmm. this uh and that's why i said no don't bring them in that's under yeah understood for sure now look what's come out of that though which is awesome but when we found out when when we because I had started the um, Nothing But Comics podcast with one of the other guys from the blog. When we realized we needed a third person to bring on, I knew it was Dean. All right. So right, right, there's right. that. Thank there you. you go. All right. Yeah, thank you. Credit where yeah, it's yeah, due yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I mean, I'm, Jackson like is aware. Like we, There's been so many ebbs and flows with Back to the Blockbuster. Like before stuff before his time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it was good though. When he got on, it felt like almost starting over but with you already had like a built-in audience but like it really felt fresh and new again and mm-hmm. it made me all excited. the heavy lifting <laughs> i mean it made, it made me excited to do the show again and then when like we did our spinoff with our my buddy owen who helped start the show in the beginning but he, it was hard for him to do episodes every week so the bi-weekly schedule is just a lot easier for him like he even said like it made those spinoff episodes a lot better like even even though he he's i think he's only recorded with jackson three times yeah uh uh, like Jackson has a guest on the spinoff and then just two on the regular show. And even they have a really good uh, back and forth with each other. And like, that's one of the things he was saying. He was like, you know, it feels like there's so much new energy and like, and that's why it's exciting to like kind of come up with ideas for this. Like, like you, I have someone who's like, Hey, I have this idea. Do you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, I, I love that idea. Let's do it. And he's throwing stuff at me. And I'm throwing stuff at him. And like, we're just like two fucking nerds, like bringing like, yeah, like what else you do? <laughs> the best yeah. sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm just happy yeah. to be here, man. So it's That's exciting, awesome. and yeah, and of course we're uh, happy to have you guys on for our first uh, spooky season episode. So uh, I actually threw it to Jackson first. I was like, "Do you want to pick the first movie?" And he was like, "Oh no, like I mean, if you want to pick it, you can pick it." And then sometimes I overthink picking what sh- the first thing should be, and I was like, "Oh, well, what if it sucks? Like I don't know why to." <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's a lot of pressure. Listen, we, we I, that's why time. I didn't want it. I was like, "That's why he didn't want to do this, it." Man. Take yep. it. We got it. But this particular movie, we talked about that on the show, like in de- uh, like in depth. Like we brought it up before, and I was like, "All right, you know." And I was like going through like my stuff back here, like which movie should we do? And then I just sent him like a shot of the poster, like, "All right, how do you feel about starting with this one?" And he was like, "Yeah, all right, fuck yeah, let's Hell do it, yeah, brother." Yeah. <laughs> so it felt like a good one to uh, get into, and we got you guys are joining us to discuss uh, Wolf Creek, a 2005 Australian horror film written, co-produced, and directed by. Greg McLean. Uh, 
Um, it plot concerns three backpackers who find themselves taken captive and subsequently hunted by Mick Taylor, a sadistic, psychopathic serial killer in the Australian outback. The film was ambiguously marketed as being based on true events because it's plots bore elements reminiscent of real-life murders of backpackers uh, uh, in that particular uh, area. Um, the movie was produced for $1.1 million and ended up making $27.7 million worldwide. Whoa. And uh, I didn't realize this at the time of his release. I thought it was uh, I thought it got better reviews when it came out, but it, the reviews were kind of mixed. And there were some reviewers, uh, particularly Roger Ebert, who had a he gave it zero stars and was very no, Roger <laughs> was, was very was very upset with this uh, depiction of violence, particularly right. violence against women in the film. Um, okay. I you know we, with these kind of uh, episodes, we like to kind of go around and kind of see like when uh, you first discovered um, the movie or if it was the first time watch, like whatever that might be. So Alex, if you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah. When did you first see it? Okay, so. I remember having watched this movie. It probably wasn't around when it came out or not, you know, when it came out on uh, to rent because my family, we would rent a lot of horror movies. So yes. I know I've seen this movie. I can't remember exactly when or the first time, but you, you know, you, you said the name or Dean told me the name uh, you guys were talking and I'm like, okay, that's a good movie. I remember some parts of it. Uh, and then I started watching it and I'm like, okay, I remember this. I remember, oh yeah, this movie's really fucking bleak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is so dark. I'm very interested to see how Dean takes this. <laughs> oh, Dean, how did you take it? <laughs> uh, so I do like bleakness. Um, and, I, and I do like likable characters. And this movie had both those things. So, uh, yeah, my my history with it is uh, I learned it was a movie uh Gaius, when you messaged me let's do wolf creek that's when i learned it was a movie nice. <laughs> i've never heard of this movie before fantastic and, um, i looked it up i have actually recently been doing some uh running through some 2000 horror movies and especially ones that are like lesser known um because that's a time when i wasn't watching horror movies so i missed all that stuff right. and i actually ended up watching rogue because of that which is another movie that this director did yeah, and yeah. uh I, I liked rogue you know rogue is just like a giant crocodile movie um in in australia <laughs> oh, i know what you're and, talking uh, about now oh, yeah i know he did that that's cool and i'm a big fan of uh you know uh I mentioned on my podcast, I'm a big fan when nature is the uh, is the villain in the movie. And so like big animals. Great. Love it. I love a big animal movie. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was excited. I was excited to get into to Wolf Creek. And uh, yeah, I think I messaged uh, Alex like 30 minutes in. I'm like, I'm really digging this thing. I'm yep. really liking this. <laughs> that's before anything even happens. Right, and that's yeah, what yeah, I, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him. I said, come back to me when you finish the movie. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. come back when it's over. Um, it is, uh, yeah, I, I took it, uh, I think I took it very well. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I, um, it, I think Glad it was very effective. I think it was a very effective movie, especially uh, on me. I was, um, yeah, I, 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 I like movies where I'm just drawn really into the characters, really start liking the characters so that when the movie decides uh, that it's going to punish these characters, uh, I feel it. And I felt it yeah, big yeah. time in this movie. And uh, so I was, yeah, I was really into the movie. I had like, you know, I had hands on my face, hands on my head the whole time. Just like, what is going on? Why is this happening to the characters I love? Uh, so, yeah, I was I'm a big fan. Nice. Nice. Well, you know, what, you know, what's cool is that I'm glad that and that's funny that like the first time you heard of it is when I sent you a message because that's like, the case for easy, me a lot. You could have you could have easily been like, yeah, don't know that one. Uh, can you let us know when you're doing something else later in the month? But I'm glad that you uh, 
away with it. Yeah. Like, that's we're usually down totally. for anything. Like, I, yeah, nice. we're down for Especially if I haven't heard of it, that just makes me more interested in it. I'm like, oh, yeah, like I haven't heard of this. Like, why? What did I miss? I, oh, yeah, I wasn't watching movies, horror movies in 2005. This, let's do it. Let's watch this one. So, nice. yeah, I was pumped. I was pumped to do this. Nice. I also love knowing why Jackson didn't want to pick first as well. Sorry, that was going back on it. <laughs> uh, I was pleasantly surprised when you threw this one out there, though. I was like, hell yeah, because I don't know if we had talked about it. Just for the sake of continuity, I'll let you know, because I want to hear, Gaius, your experience with how far you go back with this movie. But I actually had seen this movie for the first time this year, not for this episode, but Cam and I, we had watched this. I wouldn't remember what month, like maybe in April or may or march like sometime earlier in the year and but i had known of its existence for years just throughout different horror communities online and i think i had browsed this movie a few times at like blockbuster like uh we had a lot of like just like corner stores and gas stations here that rent movies and i know i picked it up before um but didn't get the chance to see until this year so I, i'm a few months in where it was perfect for a rewatch i remember most of what i was watching but picking up and appreciating different things. So um, yeah, two watches this year of it. And like, this would be one I would revisit, I'm sure in the future. And there's a sequel too, that I think is more for, I, I don't think it's as well regarded, but it's, if you're in, interested in the character <laughs> of Mick Taylor, I guess it's his yeah. time to shine too. So maybe worth checking out. Might be a little bit of a franchise. And I think there's a show too, isn't there Gaius? Or a series? Uh, web, uh, yeah, web series. A web series. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I want to, I guess it's shit. I don't well, know though. And, okay. Any idea? I mean, my mom watches a ton of stuff, but I was talking to her today. We had a family get together earlier and I had mentioned that I was going to be talking about Wolf Creek later. And she goes, Oh yeah, I like that movie. I really oh. like the show too. So oh, wow. uh, I, at least Neat. it has the recommendation of my mother. So okay. that. there you <laughs> cool. go. You wouldn't catch so, my mom bro. dead watching <laughs> something like this. She <laughs> hates stuff like this. Yeah. My my mom would get through what that first hour where like not a lot happens and then once once she got real she would turn it off. She'd be completely done with it. That's um, sweet though. I, yeah, I I saw the movie in theaters when it came out. Of course, um, I went with like I remember I went with I was always a person that made my friends go to horror movies no matter what it was. They're and, a good friends and they nice, and yeah. they were always and they were even people some that were like I don't know if I want to see it but like I'll go with you because we're friends like that, that a lot of people were like, reluctant that way this is one of those movies that I think there were six of us that went and I remember it being split down the middle of like we liked it half of us and then the other half their main complaint was it took a long time for something to happen I mean I think I think you're an hour in before uh yeah, yeah. before you know, you know yep. all the stuff really goes down but I appreciate a slow burn, especially if like that first hour is interesting. And mm -hmm. I think Dean, you uh, brought up the characters are very likable and interesting. And so you're getting to know them and their dynamics. And that is what is interesting to start. And, and then also it, the movie kind of creating this, it's sense of atmosphere without even anything scary happening yet. Like kind of putting you in, the location that they're in, like you're seeing like kind of the vastness of where they're at and how alone they're kind of already, you know, even though right. they're on this road right. trip and everything. So you're, you're setting up all these like kind of cues that will be used later to really kind of elicit fear. And I think that's why that first hour really works. And I also think, you know, of course you need to get to know them because you really need to care about what ultimately yep. happens to them. Um, mm -hmm. Well, the plot... Yeah, no, no, no. The, the, truthfully, I think the plot is really thin in this movie. There's not a whole lot that happens. So if you don't care about the characters by the end of it, the whole movie doesn't work. It, mm -hmm, right. Because you, know, right. you, you don't, not that much happens, really. Um, 
So by having us spend that hour or so with the characters, them just uh, going yes. on their road trip together, uh, you see two of the characters who, who start off the movie sort of having being attracted to the other, and then they finally do come together. They acknowledge it with each other. Yeah. Uh, you grow to like them. You want to see more of it. Well, well, now it's time to kill them. Let's go. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we often, talk, we often talk about me and Alex the two types of uh, the two types of horror movies where one where you despise the characters and you want them to die, and then the other type where you really love the characters mm -hmm. and you just like are upset when they die. This movie can't be the other way. This movie can't be the right. way where you despise the characters and want them to die because you cannot be on yeah. Mick's side. <laughs> you cannot be with Mick at all. Exactly. In this movie. Well, that's a messed Mick up movie. Awful. If he's the hero. Yeah, yeah. right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. goofy about him. You know, he's not a Freddy Krueger or anything. You know, there's nothing like with the hat. Just, he looks like he could pull it he off. Does, though, though. Couldn't he? Yeah, right. The hat does. No, he's yeah. just a scary motherfucker. You know he's what just made me he, bad I was, dude thinking of this when i was watching there's a, a sequence where and again you have to forgive me i'm gonna probably ask this many times I, I wasn't really doing a good job of keeping track of the female characters i know it's liz and christy but who's who in which scene i'm not remembering but there's a scene where the one who gets a uh, shot by him and christy. The car, oh, that's christy, christy. Christy, christy there's a christy, scene where yeah. she's like gets the guy's car and she's going down the highway and he's behind her and you see him in his like the brim of his hat like he's way down the road and it was giving me jeepers creepers vibes oh sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's, like, it's like wrong turn and jeepers creepers in australia <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i was thinking a lot about wrong turn when watching this movie because there were yeah. a lot of these sorts nice, of movies that too. all came out around the same time around the same uh, time yeah yeah something where you're just out and you're in an unfamiliar place and usually there's some sort of backwater uh hillbilly that you run into and they, mm, yeah. they kill you there are a lot of those movies made but this one uh this one i think spent more time like i said before with the characters where i don't i don't really ever need to revisit wrong turn you know that that's whatever right. it's a it's, it's it's a fine movie but this movie i think there's a little bit more to it Okay, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That'd be a series for you guys to dive into, though. There's a bunch of those. There's yeah, a, there's a bunch of wrong turns. Turns. We visited yeah. that uh, earlier this year. I got a lot of love for The Wrong Turn, at least the first couple. But yeah, um, I wanted to piggyback on something that you had mentioned too, Gaius. And now that I think about it, Dean, Dean in the sense of uh, nature sort of being the enemy in a movie, um, right. and Gaius about uh, the outback. Uh, I was just curious while watching because I just didn't find myself really knowing a whole – I don't know a whole lot about Australia other than it scares the shit out of me for – whole other different reasons beyond you know backwater <laughs> yep, yep. serial killers so i was just curious um but the outback makes up i would have thought it was a smaller chunk but it's it's 70 percent of australia's landmass is the outback so like talk about nature being uh like the enemy in the movie i feel like mick is uh kind of like the outback personified in a sense like everything is out there to kill you and uh, it's 5 million square kilometers, which I found like ridiculous. That is crazy. Way bigger wow. than I thought. Did you guys know anything about its size or? I had uh, no idea. No. Oh, yeah. Not right a, now. No. <laughs> Pretty dire place to get uh, dire up and lost in. Yeah. 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 I just thought that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, just same same with you, Jackson. I was like, I, I would never go there. No. Um, I, there's too many. Uh, there's too many creatures there that can kill you. So many things that can kill you. Now, this is just another reason why I'm not going to go there. I'm wearing my uh, The Great Indoors t-shirt today. <laughs> there you that's, go. Where, there you that's where I live is indoors. There's no way you're finding me in Australia ever. Um, Agreed. Brother. Yeah. So the, just like the 
the vastness of it, it, it felt like they were so helpless. Like yeah. nobody was ever going to come by. Like there's a part, there's a part where Mick shoots a girl on the side of the road. There's no fear. Right. No fear. He's not checking over his shoulder. He just pulls out his gun and shoots her. Cause there's going to be nobody for miles. They're not even going to hear, no yeah. hear that thing. Like, man, it was, it just felt like they were done. Like there was no way that they were going to find their way out of there at all. Even, even just Mick having everybody's stuff just kind of out in the open, like all the people who he's taken in, and he's got he out care, in the open. Yeah. Nobody has ever visited that place ever. You know, yeah, no one has right. just come yeah, across that place yeah, voluntarily. Yeah. Voluntarily, yeah. like yeah, no one has ever just stumbled upon and be like, oh hey, who, who's this guy? Yeah, right. That has never happened. He's never yeah. been a person of interest or anything. Yeah, no, that is yeah, that is pretty interesting. I. Um, well, I remember when we first saw this, and actually, my one of my buddies that saw this movie in theaters with me, I mentioned we were doing this uh, for today, and he was just like, "I feel like those kind of movies like ruined you from wanting to take trips like this." And I, I did like trips like this don't sound fun to me, of, like what because <laughs> yeah. of because of what could potentially, and not even you know the serial killer part. It's the whole like car breaking down in the middle of nowhere, that kind of thing, just being alone in that kind of like oh yeah situation. Yeah. That that alone terrifies me. Even yeah. if I was with two other people, like I, I know myself, I wouldn't handle myself well in that kind of situation. And yeah. like when I was watching it for this again, I, you really do feel that, especially you know, uh, once it once it turns to night and they're still in their car and they're like, what, like basically, like what are we gonna do? They basically have to like wait for someone to, so, and then right. you know that is basically what happens. And when they start freaking out about the lights and everything, and they're like, what is that? What's coming toward? Like that's the kind of reaction i would have like yo we're there's no there's been no one else here this entire time like what's going on aliens and, they, and, and yeah they think it's because of the, you know that conversation they were having they think it's like something else and but then there's that i guess feeling of relief when they realize that oh like oh it's someone that might be here to help us now i, I, I mean that guy yeah and of course like you you know like from watching it like this guy won't be helpful but is there any sense when you're watching it that like okay i can see why they would think uh this guy's not so bad and he might not oh, sure. do, yeah, do anything yep. nervous. Like, like, you know, cause he's not like, he's not overtly creepy or anything like that. Uh, he's can... funny in his own way. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I can see like some, like even some of my friends being like, Oh, that's, that guy's silly. He's harmless. Like whatever. Let's see right. where he takes this. He's, um, and and yeah. honestly, when you have no other option, you have this guy come up and yeah. uh, you know, you're so, you're so nervous, you're so scared, you're so anxious that any sort of like comfort you're going to take. Uh, yeah. I, my, now, my wife and I have actually done like long road trips before, and we've been in a situation where we're in the middle of Utah and our car, we had a rental car and the battery just, it, it, the battery died. You know, we were stuck. We, we couldn't, we couldn't go anywhere. Thankfully, the guy, um, we were, staying in his like airbnb but he wasn't um you know we weren't right there so we called him we're like hey can you help us we talked to the guy once before and thankfully he he was a nice guy he didn't take us somewhere and kill us um but yeah i <laughs> i I've, I've felt that before like there is there's nothing around i'm from wisconsin we're in utah all right i don't know anyone in this area we are totally alone except right. for the couple of people that we've met along the way Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's a yeah. naturally scary predicament to be in. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they did a great job setting up Mick and, and, and the decisions that the group's going to take regarding Mick because 
I, I love actually the alien talk that they had and that they think right away that it could be an <laughs> alien. <Do> that. <laughs> totally, yeah, that totally takes your mind off of, oh, what if this person driving up to me is bad? Like, they're not even thinking about that. They're just thinking like, oh, shit, it's an alien. They're really yeah. just yeah. up into the space. Yeah. When it's just a person, they're like, great, I'm happy. I haven't even thought about that you could be bad and that you could well, be wanting to kill me or do me harm. I think part of it, too, and Dean, we've talked about this a little bit um, with some of the movies. This movie this movie takes place in 1999, all right? So it's pre-9-11. Right. It's pre-everyone always looking over their shoulder, questioning uh, questioning your neighbor, questioning motives of other people. So they they go to aliens before they go to, oh, this this person could harm me. Right, mm -hmm. right, yeah. yeah. And I think, it, I I think do, a, yeah. a big aspect of his character too <laughs> is that um, he's an asshole. Like he's, he's friendly, but he's still like an asshole while doing it. You know, he'll still make fun of them. And you kind of just feel like he's being himself. So if he really just wants to help out, like, I think if he was overly nice, then you might be like, he's a little too nice. Why does he want to help us out? Why does he want to take us back to his place? But because he's just kind of like a dick about it, you know, he's just like, whatever, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can come if you want. I'm going south. All that stuff. It's just like, yeah, I guess we go with this guy. Like, because right. he doesn't seem to care if we do or we don't. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. I love the uncomfortable stuff that kind of comes like when they are, like, are talking about the car when he's like, oh, I, I'll give you a tow and I'll fix it. And then all three of them are discussing like, well, we don't have the money to pay him. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And like, I don't have any cash. And then they basically are like, well, Ben, you go talk to him. And they're like, well, no, like basically like you're, you're basically like you're your girls. Why don't you go? And like, no, no, it's a bloke. It's a bloke thing. You should go talk to him. <laughs> and, and like, and then like that, that him trying to have that conversation with them. And it's so awkward and uncomfortable where it's just like, you know, authentic it's like that awkward <laughs> silence and then and he's like well you like of course you don't have to pay me and then there's like a relief like oh god he like okay whatever and then like we cut from that and they're in that in the car and they're like when they're dialogue and they're basically talking about like it seems like we've been driving a really long time and you realize like yo even then like, we were watching the movie like yeah they, he's taking them a, much, a lot further than he probably led them to believe right but then there but then there is that sense of relief when they get there and he's like they're sitting around the fire and like talking and like shooting the shit and then like you kind of have that relief again where like all right maybe nothing will go wrong i just love how it kind of plays with your emotions and expectations yeah until, until you know until you see well you know things are not going to be great <laughs> um, yeah yeah after yeah. they especially, fall asleep yeah <laughs> yes especially in the different scenarios where they are like the different groups they're in so when they're just the, them three in the car and they're being towed they're nervous you know they're nervous about okay. where they're going even when they get there they're nervous but in the car but then as soon as you get out of the car and you're with the guy that's helping you out you have to put that aside and not, you know not show them that you're nervous and just be like oh yeah thanks for being so helpful and they so they're so friendly about it so i do like that i like that they're sort of still nervous but they're hiding it they're hiding their nervousness yeah there's a lot of right. rise and falls to their terror so eventually yeah. there comes a point where they go okay i don't need to be afraid because every time i've been afraid it turned out to be nothing. It turned out to all right. just be something in my head, something I made up. Well, you know, you need to be afraid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and they also want to appear appreciative of what, you know, what this person's <laughs> offering them to, right? Like, because there's also that other awkward moment where Liz goes to talk to him while he's fixing the car. And she's basically kind of like, yo, uh, we would love to like kind of get out of here like as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that awkward silence. He, he kind of like acknowledges her and she kind of stands there kind of like, 
even without saying it, kind of like, oh, okay, good talk. And then, like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, I mean, yeah. So, like, they, they, it's a fine line of them being like, yeah, he's helping us, but we also, like, we all, we don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Any longer than we need to. And, uh, yeah, I, I love after that, that whole, like, fade to black. And then when it comes back and she's just tied up and yeah. it's just, then the movie really begins. And, 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 yeah, and, and your brain is like, yeah, your brain's like, when the hell did this all transpire? <laughs> like, yeah. how long? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you're right. And the movie fully begins at that point. And I, I know there's a lot to talk about within those sequences. I think for a lot of people that think it's too slow, I think there is a lot of meat in the last like 30 plus minutes of the movie uh, that you, that first hour, even if you're like, oh, it took a while to get here, there's enough there where it's worth it. Like it's like the yeah. reward is getting to that, you know, stuff uh, that makes up like the yeah the exactly yeah like, yeah it, it really works. I think there's got to be a lot of um, just got to be a lot of that character building to understand certain decisions that are going to happen during this this end period where like Liz is definitely going to go back for Christy but they don't necessarily care about Ben like if they're not going to go out of their way to go find yes. Ben because so like their lives are more important than this guy that they just met and are now having fun with, you know, but yeah. I, I like Liz going back for Christy, but them not even really talking about Ben. Like she calls out his name a couple times, but yeah. she's not going to go out fleeting. of her way and yep. find him. Very she's fleeting. not checking doors. Yeah. Same yeah. with Ben. Ben doesn't say yeah. or even do any looking for them when he, it's time exactly. for him to leave. Yeah. He's yeah. just out. Yeah. 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 Which, exactly. Which might be cruel, but it's probably one of the most realistic parts. Of like, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. How, uh, how sure. you would, how, how one would react in a situation like that, especially if we don't have like a ton of history, you're not my best friend. Like, uh, mm -hmm. so much know, a blooming relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of these situations, most people would choose self-preservation over, you know, most other options, but you're right with, you know, in this situation with two girls, like she has a relationship with her and like, will do what she can to try to help her. I do love that. They say that like, she, she just, Calls out his name a couple times, kind of like, "Oh, I tried." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he did. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I also thought the movie did a good job. I'm not saying that this is a horror movie that like needed a final girl by any means, but the movie, at least the way the movie's framed and like how uh, you know you're getting to know a lot of these people, it really felt like Liz was going to be the one we would be with right. the longest for sure. Um, and I the fact that she died first, like, still shocks me. Yes. Like today, that, like. And how she got me it. today too. And, yeah, that's sort of Michael Myers, extreme. right? That's yeah, sort of extreme. for me the the point of no return, where you because you're wondering are these characters going to make it out alive? And yeah, then right. the the minute that Liz is turned into a head on a stick, as Mick oh. says, I mean, holy shit! As soon as he does that, I think, oh, okay, everyone's dead. Like this is that that's yeah, the only yeah. way this can happen yeah. is that every everyone dies now of course ben gets away but uh but i never had any hope for the characters after that right yeah yeah, yeah. i think a very interesting thing happens at that moment when when liz when you know that liz is kind of doomed because you you start with christy in a very bad situation you know mick is like being awful to her he's got her tied up to a post he's shooting at her he's you know making sexual advances all these things you're like this is horrible i feel so bad for christy and then you kind of switch to them getting away a bit and then liz has to go back to find a car and this happens to liz now what i'm thinking is please kill christy so fast 
Like, right, do yeah. not catch, do not catch Christy. Every time he, he Mick is out there and Christy's out there, I'm like, please just take a bullet in the head. Because if he catches you, I know this is not going to end up well. And if he right. catches you, I'm not going to like it. Right. So yep. just yeah. end her. <laughs> I want her yeah. to die. When he shoots her on the side of the road, I'm like, thank goodness he didn't take her back to his place. That was the yeah. best way she could have gone out is yeah. just getting shot. Oddly enough, as messed up as it sounds, she's kind of the lucky one because we're only led to believe what he might still be doing with with for Liz sure. because we don't yeah. ever see her fate off screen. I mean, we know she's not destined for a you know a long, healthy life, but she's alive by the last time we see her and she's not addressed again and she's not going anywhere. So we can only imagine. He does yeah. mention how that other corpse he has in there hung on for months. So you're right. Yeah, definitely terrible to think what she may have endured before. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think what you see with Liz too is that you can tell the way he kills her is like, uh, he was very very pissed at the fact that like one, she shot at him, grazed him, <laughs> kind of caused him a lot of trouble, and you can yeah. tell that like that all that rage is being taken out on her for like, you know, he, he makes that comment about you know him messing up her truck and like all that other his truck yes. and all that like you can yeah. tell like everything he's taking out on her is very like personal. Uh, like yeah. this was this was this was not going to be easy because like you know she gave him trouble when and... really when really he should be angry at himself. This man needs to work on his knot tying <laughs> skills. All right, yeah, if he was better yeah. at, if he was better at knots, this movie would be totally different. She would have never been able to escape. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and also, what's interesting about movies like this too? Okay, you know they kind of set up the fact where she's looking at the video camera and it's like clearly this has happened to other people. Uh, he's done this before. Love that moment. That goes very I love that far moment. And that's ch and it's chilling too. When you're, he's saying a lot of the same things that he said mm. to them, to those people as well, to like kind of lure them yeah. in. Um, I always, when I watch movies like this, though, um, I imagine that this set of characters are like the first set of characters to give him this kind of trouble, where they're like, "Oh, like they almost got away. <laughs> this doesn't yeah. usually happen." Uh, yeah. And uh, it's this was a lot easier before, maybe. Um, right. That's like that kind of. Uh, whenever I'm watching something like this, I always think like, yeah, the, this particular trio, uh, or I almost the two girls mostly, were like not easy uh, compared to like the other people he's done to right. done this to. And I, yeah. I, I also love the video cam that video camera thing too, because I was, you know, it's funny when I was watching it uh, today for this, I was like, all right, I do remember the whole thing of her watching it and him, her watching Ben film himself, and then you see the truck in the background, like in the theater. I was like, oh shit, yeah. and then like watching it today, I was like, I'm gonna see if I could just catch it <laughs> like just watching it and if you're really not paying too close attention you don't really like catch it yourself yeah. when you're watching the movie um right uh but yeah it, that is a really chilly thing to see when like you're like oh he was there like watching them like for a really long time <laughs> before yeah. they even got you know it, yeah, it wasn't until i watched movie. today that i realized he wasn't the same guy that's kind of chastising them in the bar oh, okay. originally because it's yeah it, the big, the he big does look thing, like him though yeah <laughs> it's just the mutton chops he's missing i was like oh he doesn't have them that's not him but i was like yeah. i thought that was right. him and also i guess that guy is pretty massive too but that scene is one to put you on edge as well too especially when he stands up and ben is like, oh, yes, I am not talking my way out of this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love yeah. when they get back to the car and he's and he's like, oh, I should have punched him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> yeah. He responded not. appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just yeah. leave, please. Big talk um, once you get back in the car. <laughs> now, my everything kind of went weird for a second. I lost you guys for a minute, so I'm sorry if you talked about this uh, while everything was uh, resetting here. But two chilling moments came from her looking at the at the video. Uh, first one was the 
the last group or whichever group, but one of the past ones, there was a kid involved. Yeah. Nah. yeah. You, know, you see, you, you see the kid and you just think, God, I'm so glad I'm not watching that story. That. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's just like a, give a gut punch right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also I love the moment when the camera turns from when Ben had it and you see, you see that truck. Yeah. Yeah. You see that yeah. and you're like, shit. So this is what he does. You know, that's, yeah. that's, he picks him up there and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I wonder it's if really creepy to think about it that way, where you're just like the, the, the amount of detail that goes into it. Like they they get there, they park, they go off to like do their thing. He's fucked with their car while they're gone, and yeah. like put them in a position where they can't get away. Now, like the the, uh, the detail in it is what makes it really creepy and unsettling. That you know that person was there doing this, and they had no idea, and how long he was kind of like in their orbit before they even like really met him, right, you know, right. face yeah. to face, yeah. And he even yeah, acknowledges yeah. like how much work he puts into it. I don't remember who he's yelling at. It might, it might be Liz. He's like, do you know how much time I spent ripping the card parts out <laughs> to make this work? All right. Now, now you're going to put me through all of this. Yeah. 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 And I, I like the, I like the whole car not working and, and Ben not really knowing about cars. Like I like that he took the car to get, you know, serviced earlier and he didn't even really know what the guy was doing, but he knew he just had to keep stepping on yep. the gas. And yeah, so that, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so that, you know, when they're in that situation, he doesn't know what to do. And also they're like watches all stopping at the same time. He thinks that that could be the same thing, you know? So like that's probably <laughs> What's the because he doesn't know yeah. about yes. cars. He could yeah, be yeah. like, Oh, our watch is stopped and our car stopped. Like it's the same thing. That's why yeah, it happened. Yeah. It's just where we are. I'm kind of curious yeah. too if that was a Mick thing or if that was like because it doesn't really expand at least if it the watches? does. Yeah, I think I think it had something to do with like the the, the radiation crater? of the mag yeah. like the mag magnetism of the of the crater that oh, they yeah. were in. Yeah, I I think that's why the watch has stopped. Sounds about I think right. So, yeah, I'm yeah. no scientist. I that's or just aliens. Head cannon. Yeah. yeah, or, or aliens. aliens. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I I I was waiting for the aliens to show up even by the end of the movie. Yeah, on that note, I, I wanted aliens. Yeah, you're waiting. You're, you're you're waiting for some like ten Cloverfield Lane like plot twists. Right, <laughs> <Australian> <laughs> yeah. Signs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on that, I do want. Okay, oh, sorry, no, no, go go ahead. Ahead. no, no. I was gonna say no, on that no. note of like the aliens and then that leading into them being possibly afraid of this phenomenon they're not understanding before Mick rolls up. There is a lot of and something I love in a movie. I'm sure you guys can all relate when there is setup and payoff. Like another huge instance in this movie being when Mick is explaining what he did for a career when he was hunting pigs and just wild animals and stuff that gives him the skill that he's of hunting and sharpshooting that he's later displays in the movie instead of him just yeah. arbitrarily being a great marksman like right. he's planting those seeds earlier and then we're going to see this later there's a countless examples of that um throughout this movie again with the uh the truck which is kind of like a reverse setup and payoff showing how it was set up long before we even realized it was part of the plan but yeah love when a movie drops hints and then actually follows up on them later in the in the in the film i mean yeah. this is a pretty tight movie there's not yeah it, it doesn't right. have a super long runtime um and 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 even when people say you know the stuff at the beginning is boring it doesn't mean anything to the whole i disagree with that of course and i think the rest of us do we all disagree yeah. with that um but i think that is carried through the whole movie there's nothing that they ever bring up in this that doesn't pay off or that doesn't somehow contribute to the whole that's right yeah right 
So that yeah, conversation of him, uh, of, of what he did for his past job, seeing that pay off later, that's just the whole movie does that. And it's there's so cool. a reason why he's talking about yeah, it. Even yeah. if it's not, it doesn't have to be all action all the time, mm-hmm. as long as what's being discussed or shown to, you know, have, there's a reason behind it. Right. There's no fluff in this movie. That's there's yeah. really not. I yeah, could do that, without the pool party scene, but I get we're trying to develop. We're trying to get to these characters. Yeah, who they are. Yeah, who they it are, makes right. sense why it's there, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it was a little two thousands, a little cringy for me. <laughs> but, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that was just the ugly yellow filter they had on most of this movie. Yeah. That's so many movies during this. I I I messaged that to Dean. I'm like, and the movie has a fucking yellow filter that I hate. <laughs> We've had that show up in other movies, and it drives me yeah. nuts. Yeah. On that yeah. note, the cinematography. There are some shots in this movie. The landscape and the oh, sunset. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's so slept on i think one of the i think yeah. the shot too i was thinking about this of when the girls are hanging on to like the cliff after they ditch the truck and he comes up and the moon's behind oh, him, that, the rifle. No, the one silhouette. of the best yeah, yeah, shots yeah the silhouette shot of him so oh cool. my god that is an amazing yeah. shot yeah and one of one so of my good. favorite shots is actually um right before he kills christy and she's crawling away yeah. we have this sort of like panned out shot where he's standing on the the left hand side of the screen Super and she's angle. trying to crawl out to the right <laughs> And and then he shoots her, of course. But that it, I mean, it looks it looks so good. You're right. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. wondering what you guys thought after after he shoots her, and his reaction to when it's done. It almost feels like when this hunt is over for him, there's like almost something that he loses out. Like it's not. I, I don't know. It, it really his reaction to it was interesting. After like yeah. this was all like, like like this was all over. And I, yeah. I'm not saying that he felt remorse by any means, but there's almost like his look on his face is almost like, oh, like this is something that's so exciting for him when he does it that yeah. when it's done, it's like, oh, it's like a loss, like a real loss, right? And, and not to say, you know, for someone like him. Sure. That, right. Uh, well, I yeah, mean, he I had talked about keeping, play. yeah, he had talked about keeping the one alive for months. And then this right. one he kills right away. You know, he, we clearly saw he was going to, to rape her earlier before Liz got involved. So it was probably the, he was sad that he missed out on all of that, you know, the, yeah. the, yeah. the torture that comes before him eventually right. killing them. Yeah, yeah, I think also like his by the campfire when he was talking about all the hunting, there was so much joy. He had so much joy in like the hunting and even like the close up kills he really like loved. And so you're sitting around this campfire and everyone's like, this is weird. This guy's like, <laughs> talking, he's just, like really loves killing these animals. So he like I was actually expecting him to let them loose and hunt them. I thought he just wanted like the high of hunting them again, right? Because he he was saying he doesn't do it anymore. That's like that's not his job anymore. So I thought that that's where we were going. So when they were captured and he like keeps them alive for months, I was like, okay, that's. I mean, he's sadistic, but that's different than I thought. So I wonder if yeah. him like actually getting to hunt Christy at that point after he kills her, he's like, huh, interesting. Like that, I actually got yeah. to hunt her there, and maybe he's just yeah. thinking about that. Um, actually from long range, like picking off two people. And yeah, and being like, I guess I also have to get rid of their bodies because, like, he yeah. was probably thinking, like, I can't just leave right. them here, right? I got to yeah. get rid of them. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> there was all that was going on in his head. I think there's something to be said about him and the hunt by having, because he has Ben and Liz and Christy all separated and he's so, sort of taking a one at a time approach. So it's sort of in a way he's kind of, uh, even though he's pretty thorough, like he crucifies Ben, but he's still leaving him unattended. There's still a chance that he could break out and escape. And I feel like Nick is completely okay with that because like, where's he going to go? Right. If he gets a chance to go hunt someone down, he's going to take it, which I think that says something about him kind of encouraging a little bit of a hunt being there after he has them tied up. And it's like, Oh, if they get away, I don't necessarily, cause he could bring them all to one room and make them watch or keep them otherwise occupied, but he chooses not to. And I feel like, 
it's because yeah if they it's kind of he wants them to escape maybe so that he can track them down again well there's that's that and how I, th- I look at it yeah i i think he's just so cocky like like gaius had mentioned yeah. before yes, when we watch movies point. like this it's this is the first time that something like this has ever happened you know people right. haven't escaped before so he's never he he lets his guard down because right. he always thinks he has the accurate. Yeah. yeah, he always has the upper hand. I mean, I think I think either interpretation works, but I just I just think he is so overconfident that he feels like he can do those things and he's still going to win at the end of it. It is home field advantage for sure, <clears throat> right. too, for yeah. him. So yeah. Yeah. But back to you, Gaius, what you were saying before you let me go. <laughs> so no, no, you're good. No, no. I just also uh, love what this movie does too is give you a smidge of hope and then like snatch yeah. it away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like when Liz when Liz gets in the car, she has the keys and like, all right, she can stop the car and then she starts it, and then you hear that laugh of his first, and then oh. he's just in the back seat. And he does like sticks it like uh I, I remember my friend Chris distinctly in the theater when we saw this. Uh when the as soon as he heard the laugh, he was like, fuck. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. he was just so like invested in her getting and away. caught off guard, probably. Like, yeah, I was, and then again, I was. And then of course, when Christy finds the guy, when that uh, that guy's driving by, and he stops for her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to help you." And then you hear that first faint like bullet like hitting his like little canteen, and it was just yeah. the yeah. hole. And again, yeah. another like another like oh fuck moment. <laughs> like, really? yep. like, they're, they're like they're not going to get away, are they? And like yeah. you know, it's you know, I have. Even my friends who love horror movies, they'll be honest. They, it's hard for them. Like you mentioned earlier, that this movie is very bleak. Some of them don't like bleak horror movies where, like, oh, like everyone dies. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I know that Ben survives, but like, you know, like we've watched these two female characters like go through it, and not even one of them is gonna make it. Right. I know a lot of people that don't like you know those kind of endings because you know it's really not you know uplifting mm-hmm. by the end of it. You don't feel really good. Yeah. When you're coming out of it, but it is also probably a little bit more realistic. I mean, I, I what I enjoy about a movie like this, and which is why I think the first hour works too, is that you're being put in a situation where this is just a normal kind of tr- like this is a trip for them. Like they're like expecting this thing to happen to them. That's why I, I love that everything is so normal until it isn't, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is exactly what a situation like this would be like if you were in it. Like you won't, you don't expect to find yourself in something like this at all. Right. right. I think that's why the movie ultimately really works because you know it, it catches you off guard in that way. You know, yeah. even though you know exactly what you're going to see, but like you know, it you have this sense of like, oh now everything seems fine. <laughs> and right. so like, oh shit, now it isn't. <laughs> I can see people being really turned off by this because it is it is really mean-spirited too, in a lot of ways, especially with letting Ben be the one who lives you know he's he's the one who makes it out uh my so this really isn't like my go-to kind of movie i don't mind bleak but mean-spirited sometimes it's a little hard for me uh i i actually think that greg mclean uh who directed this movie does a better job with that in the belco experiment have you guys seen yeah i'm not seeing it but right okay. so that one is mean-spirited but it's also just everything's cranked to 11 um <laughs> so there's this there's this like fun element to it too where it does mm. it sort of takes away from uh from you sort of feeling sick throughout it because it is just so ridiculous okay yeah. i yeah, really gotta I, see that i think the way he set this movie up um it it gives you it gives you those like oh fuck moments because you get those small wins and because you can kind of tell at that point things might not turn out well you know it, it's starting to be like 
bleak. You're like, I don't know if they're going to make it. So then the small wins you get really excited for. And so then when yeah. it's just like, I think back to like when she gets the gun and she's trying all the bullets and it's like, oh, she doesn't, she can't find the bullets. Again. <sighs> she, she finds the bullets. You're like, yes. Okay. Now she has yes. a gun. We're good. A and then she drops it down into like a well and you're like, oh, fuck, you know, you yeah. lost the gun. Yeah. And then, you know, then she goes to the car. She's trying all the different keys. And that's when you're like, you know what that feels like? You know what that tension must feel like just to go through hundreds of keys or whatever, how many she has going yeah. through all those keys, hoping, hoping it sticks in the car. You get it in the car. You get the car started. Oh, fuck. He's in the back. Yeah. Like, it yep. just is so effective. It's like, it's the you're type so of thing right. that's very effective for me because I'm cheering for her so hard. I, I do love when she shoots him and it like kind of grazes him and yeah. she can't like she can't fire and shoot him again. I was kind of laughing because when she hits him in the back twice with the butt of the gun, <laughs> yeah. it felt it felt it felt almost like it 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 read like almost like a love tap. She didn't hit him hard, but yeah, I guess right. she had like no. I guess I mean, I mean she had no energy in, at that point. I mean right. we have no idea exactly how she feels after like what he gave them to like <laughs> knock them out. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, in my mind, I was like, dude, a headshot at least hit him in the head. Yeah, I'm yeah, screaming at like jamming. <laughs> In there, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, speaking on uh, the mean spiritedness of it and the bleakness of it, I do want to get your opinion because we did talk about uh, a few reviewers felt about it, uh, Roger Ebert in particular, who is kind of inconsistent with how he feels about certain horror movies. <laughs> like, he, he didn't like this one, but he is a big fan of Wes Craven's Last House on the Left, which is also very violent, right? And a little, and a little mean, I'm not more than a little bit mean spirited. But um, when he gave it zero stars, he said it is a film with one clear purpose to establish the commercial credentials of its director by showing his skill at depicting the brutal tracking, torture and mutilation of screaming young women. I want to walk out of the theater and keep on walking. And then the Seattle Times uh, said uh, uh, she the writer for that said this is the first movie she ever walked out of. And she called watching the film punishment and wonder how someone's real death inspired this entertainment. So, um, I, how do you feel about those kind of uh, critical assessments of it? I mean, did they really not get the point, or is that fair? You know, feel I, that way. I, I, I think they're, I think they're fair. Um, mm -hmm. I think everyone's like experience watching the movie is valid. So if they sure. felt like that right, was right. offensive, then it was offensive. Um, for me, I, I find myself uh, often like being sensitive to violence against women in these horror movies and trying to figure out if it is mean spirited, if it was just for shock value, if it's a pattern that this director does, you know, then it's like, okay, that's kind of weird that you always use that as a way right. to show how evil your characters are. It's always mm. violence against women that you do. So I don't feel watching this movie that it was that I don't feel like it was mean spirited towards women particularly i don't feel especially seeing some of the director's other movies i i right. felt like i felt like that was these characters in the situation getting right. out of it i don't think the shock value of the movie is in that violence towards those women i i thought that mm -hmm. it what yeah like i said it wasn't mean-spirited I, I never got that from it okay so i while i thought it was mean-spirited i didn't think that it was like particularly towards, I mean, in this movie, they happen to be women, but I don't think it was the director making a, making it a point to be against right. the women. They just happened to be, those were the characters in this, in this movie. Um, I don't know. I, I, I but I, I for sure see the movie as mean spirited. Absolutely. Cause it really, at the end of the day, there's no point to the movie other than these characters are all taken by this crazy 
man and they're picked off and he would have done even worse things to him. He yeah. kills him. One makes it away. And then he's even then uh, arrested for the deaths yeah. of the women. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. 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 So, and, and there's, there's never any punishment for the, the villain in the movie. Not that there has to be. It's just, I, that's, that's the reason why I think that it is, it, it, it is, it is mean spirited, mm -hmm. but, right. but there's also like, I, I could watch this movie again before. And I've gone on record saying, I'm not a fan of, except for the first movie. I'm not a fan of the Saw franchise. Okay. I don't okay. like those because those to me, uh, the, the Saw franchise or like the purge, that's like the epitome of mean spirited. I, I really dislike those sorts of movies. This one isn't as bad as those for me. Like I, like I said, I could go back and watch those again where those I really have no care to. I'm sure talking to Dean eventually we'll have to play the Saw franchise. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Another series just bloated, like the tents coming out. I got to say, I like yeah. what I've seen so far, but I don't, I have, I'm missing a lot of those. I don't know if it'll make any, I guess it only takes place in between one and two, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there, Alex. There's a lot of, when they're out of James Wan's hands, they seem to be lean more into like just the torture porn aspect yeah. of them. I don't yeah. Like hostile. I don't, yeah. The hostile doesn't work for me. That's yeah. I, that's just not my jam it's fair enough yeah. here like with wolf creek i i don't agree with roger ebert in this but i have to give the man credit like whereas mick taylor is pretty much made up for the sake of the movie there is no mick taylor that anybody knows of and we only have chris's sort of inconsistent testimony to really develop any sort of narrative as to what may have actually happened to the real life liz and christy so I kind of get where he's coming from there where we don't really know that this is how things really went down. So let's just take what may have happened to these two women and make a character like a sadistic craze killer and make them torture them. But that being said, I feel like most of like the, where like the violence against women uh, conversation comes in with this movie is like through the implications. Cause we don't really see again, who is it that's on who's tied up to the pole. Is that Liz? We don't see her. That's Chrissy. Okay, so we don't see him like, yeah, he's messing with her, but we didn't see what happened to her before. And she before ends up kind of getting put down fairly easily, if you will. I know it's not easy, but right. we don't, she's not ended up tortured. And we don't see Liz being uh, tortured. Like, we, it's implied for sure. There's implications from what happened before when she was tied up and what's going to happen later after her spinal column is severed. And, but, that that being said, like we, I feel like if the director really wanted to be mean spirited and, and go crazy and show and revel in violence against women, he had every opportunity to do so. I feel like we yeah. see them struggle and fight back and definitely, you know, receive some lashes. But by no means that I feel like it was really the director showing off and trying to, you know, praise or in any sort of way glorify violence against women. But I can't help but say, like, yeah, Rogers got a bit of an argument there because for that for the most part, that stuff is you know, not grounded in reality right. and as, as strongly as we say it can be. So I, th I think it said, right. I think this movie would have benefited in that aspect. If they would have, they could have kept the part where they said uh, 30,000 people go missing in Australia every year. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had to stop the movie right then. And I'm like, huh. that seems ridiculous. That seems so high. <laughs> we looked it up and yeah. it's at like, it's at like 38,000 people now go missing. Every oh year my Australia. God. Oh, wow. They don't go Jeez. there. Why do you go there? Right. Why, why go there? Yeah. I know uh, many are found, but like what right. is it? it was like 10% are never seen again or something. Yeah. Like exactly. Exactly. 3,000 people. Leave it at that. Don't say this is based on true events yeah. or whatever. Okay. If yeah, you leave you that go. part out, you avoid all of that controversy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel so. like a lot of horror movies during this time and maybe you know, a little bit after this played on that whole like based on the true story. Yeah, based oh. on actual events, uh, totally kind, kind of thing. Like the strangers did that, and I was like, and that was like very loosely, loosely based on some stuff that the director or writer had heard, right. <laughs> and like, and, and when you're kind of using that as like your your hook. I mean, I get it because it works for some people because they're like it puts acid in seats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's I don't think oh the thing, there's the thing with Roger either though. I, I guess like it's just I would like to know the difference between like why this gets zero stars but then somebody like the last house on the left he gave three and a half stars right, to right which is just as violent he didn't like the texas chainsaw massacre remake for the same reasons that he thought it was too violent and bleak and all as well and i guess i just don't see the difference on, i guess and like yeah, the I uh, agree. yeah the approach well, like I said earlier, when we were talking about like how we rank the the movies and the franchises, uh, what we ate that day, the, the placement of the stuff, you know, all those. It really, <laughs> right. I, I think all of us, when you look at our track record, we can be inconsistent with our ratings and or with our reviews. Who's so, candy, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that yeah whatever but there's there's a bit you know you had said that like it brings people in, but there's a bit from. Uh, uh, Bo Burnham stand-up where he he he, make, he does this riff on uh, comedians who always say this this is a true story this is a true story listen to this and then they go on to tell the story he's like who gives a fuck it doesn't matter all right, right. It, your joke doesn't matter if it's true or not all right, the audience the doesn't know one way or another right yeah, yeah. yeah. who yeah. cares yeah by saying that because they uh, the more after he said that I would watch more stand-up and so many of the comedians go all right now this is a true story this really happened who cares? It doesn't matter. You do not need to say that yeah. at all. Yeah. No. Watching this movie, you'd be scared enough without having that true story, just being like, oh, what if that happened? Like, what if I went to Australia and that happened? Putting the true story in there for me just has me saying, like, well, that's probably not true. And that's probably right. not true. true. Yeah. That's yeah. Based on it. So now I'm just trying to pick out where it's not true instead of totally getting immersed in, oh, what if this <laughs> happened to me? Yep. Yeah, Gaius, I think you're right. I think it's probably stems more of like a trend at the time for horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a huge like back then. And like, you know, a lot of my friends that they would just try to look up like, oh, well, how true is it? Like, and you would find out eventually that it was like, it was just a kernel of a, <laughs> of a story. Right. That they're like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, based on that one sentence I read, that's what this is based on. And now we're just going to yeah. run with it. <laughs> and a lot of movies did yeah. that back then. And, you know, but I agree. I don't. I don't even think you need that hook for this. Like you know, the no. situation alone is frightening. Mm -hmm. like, I, I don't need yeah. to know that this could have happened in real life because it already feels like it could. You could be in that kind of situation where like without me, without you letting me know that this right. is loosely yeah. based on some kind of you know true event. Unless you're a documentary, right. I don't need to hear based on a true story. All right, <laughs> exactly. Right. That's, true. Right. That's very true. Yeah. All right, guys. Any uh, any kind of final thoughts that you have about the film like well yeah. and also we, uh, we like to occasionally like you know give out scores for these kind of things at the end <coughs> totally. uh, um you know what you know what are your kind of final thoughts in the movie i'll start with you alex <coughs> you kind of yeah it was it, so it, it was fun to revisit the movie uh i'm actually glad that i watched it uh several hours ago okay so i, I like I, I watched it this morning and nice. i had a whole day to sort of think about it because if we would have recorded this uh, 10 minutes after i i would have had uh, a very negative outlook on this yeah. um just because you you end the movie you don't feel good after the movie ends right. all right you don't feel cheery and i and i i think that's the intent of the movie 
Okay. You're not mm. supposed to feel good when this is over. That's the sort of movie that it is. Um, but by giving a little bit of breathing room in there, I've, I've been able to focus Settle on the things that I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and realize what the intent was from the director and how that worked. It, this was, this was a much better conversation, uh, taking place hours after uh than it would have been <laughs> right on i'm i'm excited to i think one day we will have to cover this franchise probably when the third one comes out because i was looking things up and it says that there is oh. a third movie in production yeah yeah is uh the actors played nick cast probably i mean he's been oh, okay. in, he was in this one the sequel and the web series john jarrett right is it john yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. nice oh i didn't know he was in the web series too that's that maybe it's a little better than I was giving it credit for. Yeah. But cool. Um, do you want me to give a rating? Now? What, what do you guys normally do the ratings? Of? We just, it's like we do it like out of 10, like whatever you would give out of 10. Yeah, or however you normally rate it. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I think this is, uh, you know, when looking at some of the other movies that the director did and, and, and talking about how I think like the Belco experiment did this thing, but did it a little better. Um, I would probably put this at like a six or so. Um, which it sounds might sound bad, but you know, 60%, but hey, I say all the time, there's great sixes for right, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think this is a solid six. Yeah. Got it. All right. What about you, Dean? Uh, yeah. So I, I did enjoy the movie quite a bit. Um, I was, um, I was pleasantly surprised with how it started. Uh, I really love when I can, uh, just like connect with the characters and really feel like they're friends, like they're part of the group. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I was having, uh, I was having a good time just hanging with them in the beginning of the movie. So I was not, I was not thinking it was slow. I was just like rolling with it, having a good time. And then when it, when shit went down, I felt very affected by it. <laughs> so I was screaming at the television. Like I said, hands mm -hmm. on my face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, uh, yeah. It, it, and I, and I like that. I like that feeling when I'm watching a movie. Uh, I, I didn't feel like Sometimes you can feel a little bit squeamish where it feels like it pushes it too far. I did not feel that in this movie. Uh, I just, yeah, I just felt like really intense and into it. Uh, so I was, I was a fan of this one. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, rating Alex knows this. Ratings are tough for me. Yeah. Dean um, loves I, everything though. Dean, lo this is I, what I love about Dean. Is I love everything. Dean loves everything. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> so i find yeah i find giving stuff like stars difficult, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it here. Um, I would say, yeah, okay. I would say this is like a seven out of ten. You know, I I, I very much enjoyed this movie. I'd very much watch it again. Uh, not my favorite movie. You know, not going to watch it every single year, every single right. October. But I'm I'm out revisit this thing again. I would recommend it to some friends I have who I know would enjoy this type of thing. It really kind of reminded me at the beginning of like 28 Days Later. You know, I just like it kind of really felt like how it's slowly progressing through. You know, it felt like a little bit bleak right away. Maybe just mm -hmm. how it's shot, but still the character felt real and it felt like i was still you know i knew them i felt like i knew those characters right away so anyone who likes 28 days later i would say like that's it's a good it's a good vibe it's kind of a similar vibe to that okay um so yeah i i, I enjoyed this one i'll go seven out of ten yeah i completely agree with you actually um same in the aspect of it's i find it hard to rate films i don't even necessarily know if what i put into my ratings like it, what makes what differentiates a six from an eight sometimes it's hard to really find the line but i already had the number in my head too and i'm gonna give this movie a solid seven i'm i think i liked it a little bit more than when i'd seen it earlier this year and i had enjoyed that watch but a rewatch always goes a little bit farther um that being said time to put some time in between this one i was gonna say if this was like more rewatchable i would probably lean towards a seven and a half or an eight 
but where I'm like, I could probably put some distance between this now. Have you seen it twice this year? Um, and nothing's screaming at me to go see it again. Also, as messed up as it sounds, I like a higher body count. So like there's oh, yeah, <laughs> Jackson is a fan of like give yeah. me all the the guts and small like it could have been more story. violent for me yeah. honestly right yeah uh, but, which but now you know it being a true story like I'm grateful I thought he did a fantastic job of what he did choose to show um so yeah no I completely agree just to wrap it up a seven out of ten for for this guy right here yeah, yeah. I'll give it seven out of ten as well I mean I I get that it's very at times uncomfortable to watch and you don't feel mm. great after watching it, but, I think but it's making you feel something, the, right? If you're feeling something mm-hmm. and that is the intention, right? And uh, even watching it today, I felt, I guess how everyone felt like it was kind of like, I want to say icky is the right word, but you just, you don't feel yeah. great. Right. <laughs> when no. it's over. But then you're like, you have to like go with that feeling is that that feeling is not like this movie's bad. I mean, that's just, you know, right. what you just yep. watched is pretty harrowing and a lot to take in. And you know, this is not one of those kind of fun horror movies either. Like, you don't really get a you don't get a sense of enjoyment watching this kind of tension and stuff play out. Where you know, at some horror movies that, that it can be fun, but this isn't at all. But you know, what he was able to accomplish, I think, with how he kind of depicted all this stuff, I think that he did a good job of you know presenting tension and then making you feel like, like I said, giving you a couple of fleeting moments of hope, like oh maybe they might. No, wait, no, they won't. <laughs> and you know, and then I also, I mean, we didn't speak specifically about the individual actors, but I thought all three of them are, are only four. I mean, of course, Andre is Mick Taylor, but the oh, yeah. three leads are very good as well because you, you, they're likable enough. You care about them. They're engaging. Um, you know, the girls in particular, when, once they need to show terror and all that stuff, when things get real, they're very, very good. You believe it. Um, so yeah, I think it's you know a solid seven. It is kind of it's not I don't think a rewatchable one. It's not right. You know you know Mick Taylor is no Freddy Krueger. It's not like watching a Nightmare on Elm Street where it's like oh this is just to be a fun watch. But I do think people if they wanted to check it out could make it part of their kind of spooky season. Uh, yeah, watch yeah. you know especially if they yeah. are just discovering it too. It's like it's a really solid uh, entry to the genre. I think. Well, I I think <laughs> what would be interesting is because uh, I've never seen the second one. You know. F- watching franchises like we do i think there's a lot of potential for especially seeing that this first one was successful and wanting to make more there's a lot of potential to make mick into that um into a a slasher character that you would want to come back and see again again all that stuff is there they would just have to you know amp it up a little bit so i i I am interested to watch the second one to see if they do that yeah me too actually yeah i've seen clips i think maybe way back in the day but I can't think of anything concrete, but I would, I would like, I'm a guy that I would show up for the Nick Taylor. It's hard to call him like a horror movie icon, but I think in the singular performance, he's up there with a definitely underrated slept on, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see more of him in action. Cause he's just a, an enthralling charismatic sort of killer. Although you're not in any way rooting for him. Like right. I would Michael Myers, yeah. for instance, I don't know if you guys are like on the side of the villain in movies. Like I normally oh, am. Sure. He's hired to get behind, but I want to see more. Yeah, yeah, some more than others. Certainly not Nick, yeah. but he is great to watch in action. I guess, but yeah, yeah, um, it's interesting too because on IMDb, because you you said you gave it a solid six, Alex. It, it does have a six point two out of ten on mm, IMDb. Okay. Yeah, they agree. Um, also, one of the rare rare movies to get an F cinema score from opening day uh, audiences wow. when it came oh. out. Um, but you know what? I won't give any credit to that because Hereditary got a D plus, yeah. and um, I 
I still don't understand why. I mean, I guess, you know, I do have friends that saw Hereditary. They're like, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. It wasn't, certainly wasn't for me. But like, I, you know, I talk to Jackson about this all the time. I always go back on that Hereditary D plus. I'm like, what the hell did, were they watching? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems, yeah, that's messed up. Well, okay. If, if they had the reaction that my wife had, I get it. Because she turned to me and she goes, what did you just do to me? Like, <laughs> we can't undo that out of a horror could. movie, though. What, like, I can't. What if, not my like, wife. Not my wife. When it feels like the movie violated her. Like, what did you right. let this do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has changed me and not for the better. If something is able to impact you in that sort of way, uh, think about the opposite end of that spectrum. Or if you were like bored to tears walking out of a movie, like, that's an F. But like, yeah. Oh, to right. have that a reaction elicited from you from a movie, I'm like, how that's an A at yes. least. But oh, that's yeah. that, that movie's an A. People plus. have their reasons. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. Not even as a horror movie, but as a movie in general. Yep. Yep. I'm going to yeah. assume this is going to F Cinema score uh, because um, I watched the trailer before we got on to do this. Uh, the trailer for it gives the impression that there's a lot more. Uh, probably probably let probably less of that slow hour buildup <laughs> and right. more of and more of like the last 30 plus minutes that we get yeah. and i can see a casual movie yours being like well that wasn't what i thought it was going to be the art uh, of video uh, or trailer making is one that yeah. has not been perfected right. and, well, ho- and horror movie trailers are really good at that where it's like yeah. oh this looks a lot better than and then you see the fight like yeah. the trailer for white noise is really good but that movie oh, is yeah. awful like, <laughs> but the trailer is Steel. amazing you know what comes oh, man, up Steel's Steel's trailer, Steel trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i wonder how this movie would do if it came out today because we are we do have more of those a24 type movies you know you have movies like smile um that are the slow burn mm. movies. It ta- they take a while, um, and we like that now. We, you know, we yeah. we've decided as 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 a community, the horror movie people, that we're we're cool with that. So I wonder if that score would be different if the movie came out today. I struggle to imagine this movie being made, and at least in the way that it is, I don't think if if this story was re- adapted again. I would I would feel like just the culture we live in today, people would be in outrage that like the these women and and Ben too, but who suffered at the hands of this. Well, I know he's imaginary for the sake of the movie, but I feel like you know just the culture would look at it as like exploitation of like a terrible event. I I would struggle to think about it being made, but I feel like it's a movie that very much is a product of the two thousands where I love it where it came out, <laughs> but I yeah. struggle to think how it would be received. I don't know if it would. Yeah. If I think it would be different or not, but. I'd like to see it though. It'd be cool. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I think I actually, I agree. I do think if this comes out today, A24 releases it because it's got distributed by Dimension Films in the US when it came out. Um, I, yes. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. Um, which, is, which is really interesting. And yeah. I agree with Jackson. I, even some of the reviews back then that seemed to take issue with the violence towards women in the movie, I think you would turn that up by 11 today mm. with some people watching it. And maybe yeah. looking at it in that regard, being like, "Oh, this is it." Like, I can see a lot more reviewers saying that this is a very nasty movie, and hmm. uh, and mm. not feeling too good about it. And yeah. I, might, you know, I could be wrong, but I kind of think that could be. That's how I see it going, probably. Of it today. That being but said, yeah. uh, that being said, though, I still enjoy. It. I think it works. I want uh, a Wolf Creek three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us Wolf Creek three. Give us Wolf yeah. Creek yeah. three. Just make up uh, the story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before uh, we let you guys go, we uh, do uh, we predict the box office. Uh, 
every time we do an episode of Back to the Blockbuster. Um, this week, I was pretty close with the Equalizer three. I said, I said thirty six million. It grossed thirty four point five million over three days and forty two uh, plus over the four day weekend. And I guess it's like the second biggest Labor Day weekend uh, opening oh, behind wow. Shang Chi. So. Way to go, Denzel Washington. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. He's got it. He's got it. Is I saw it Thursday. It's fun. I mean, it is what it is. You know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, it, it's super violent. Um, there also was a little bit of joy watching him share the screen with Dakota Fanning again. That right. was very sure. nice. Nostalgic. Uh, and they actually, yeah, and they play off each other even well. Like her as a fully formed adult now, still like, you know, how certain child actors, they, they seem like they might lose it when they get older. I feel mm. like she's still able to maintain a high level. She's had a high level of talent from like a very young age where, yeah. you know, even Denzel would say back then that, you know, this girl, like she, it, she's nine, but she's clearly like 40. Yeah. <laughs> her spirit, her, yeah. her spirit's 40. Um, but no, it was a fun movie and I'm glad it did well. I mean, the fact that there aren't any actors right now able to promote stuff and this movie still opened as well yeah. as it did is, uh, a testament, testament. Of like, you know, yeah. if yeah. it's if it's if it's if it's good, people will go see it. And Digital Watch it. I get it's probably one of the few probably movie stars we have that can still open the movie based on his name. His name, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. And this franchise, this franchise has been remarkably consistent as far as like opening weekends. Like they're all in like the mid thirty range, uh, so okay. it, it it's worked out. Um, but uh, this weekend we have the Nun Two. Yeah, we mentioned the movie earlier. Um, uh, it's coming out this weekend. Um, uh tracking for it according to deadline it's a 30 million plus opening weekend uh which would be down from what the uh first one opened to it's like 50 55 i believe it's 55 i put it out right people it's 55 million dollars caught caught me off guard when it came out in 2018 yeah 50 oh 53.8 million dollars um by the time it uh exited theaters it was 117 million uh, or 117.4 million domestic, 365.5 million worldwide. It is the highest grossing film of the Conjuring universe, uh, which is crazy to think as well. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think it was that one. Um, uh, but, you know, I, what's promising is a lot of people, I'm, I'm seeing it tomorrow for work. A lot of people who have seen it early too said it's a lot better than they thought it was going to be. That it's, okay. A lot of them think it's better than the first one. There's less. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> There's less focus on the lore and more focus on scares and stuff like that. So they were really excited for that. Um, but based on like the tracking number and whatever interest you think might be in the movie and kind of what the first movie opened to, um, I'll go with you, Alex, first. Like, where do you think The Nun 2 will open at this weekend? Um, I've never met someone with like a positive uh, reaction <laughs> to The Nun, <laughs> the first one. Don't get me wrong. There is shit in that movie that does not work. It is way too reliant on jump scares. But overall, I'd say I liked more than I disliked about it. I just had to throw that out there. I can get it. It had. It did have good atmosphere to it. Uh, The opening scene is is pretty fun. Mm, Yes, Um, the character of Alec, I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I. So I, I think it's gonna open up definitely lower than than the first one. Probably at like a. Uh, 38 to 42 somewhere in there like i think it's going to be better than what they're expecting um just because there are people who will show up because it's the nun it's a horror, yeah right yeah um so yeah i i would feel comfortable i'm just gonna kind of go right in the middle i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 40 okay there you go what about you dean yeah that's uh this is an interesting one and i think it can go different ways because 
the nun we we covered the franchise uh of the conjuring so we had this shock of the nun making so much money when we were going through it. <laughs> so it wasn't just and me. Oh, God, no, no, it wasn't just me. <laughs> oh, it was me too. Trust me. And I thought the first would have blown everyone away, but for sure, yeah. And in in our um in our franchise of episodes, the nun is our most downloaded. So everybody saw the nun. Everyone wants to hear okay. about the nun, even though we don't like it very much, and we have it at the bottom. Um, it, yeah, it made a bunch of money opening weekend. People went to see it. And I think like it had a killer trailer. I remember the trailer mm, and the trailer was when good. I was still afraid of movies. And this was one of the trailers <laughs> that I was like, I have to turn off the TV when it comes on because I'm scared of it. <laughs> I'm scared of the trailer. That was it's weird that that is just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right? that that's not a thing anymore at all for me. But, um, yeah, I was, it, it was a great trailer. And I think that brought a lot of people out. I'm not sure people even knew it was connected to the conjuring universe, you know? And I think they were just like, Oh, this movie, the nun looks scary. So coming out with the nun too, I'm trying to balance like, are people really hungry for another conjuring movie? Because like the last two didn't do super well when they opened, like one was an Annabelle movie opened at 20 something. Next one was conjuring three, but you know, it kind of came, I think it came out digitally around the same time. So also was around 20. So we're, we're trying to balance like the 50 something that the original nun made with the twenties that we've been making in the conjuring universe. So I think it's going to be higher than the 20s. I think people are going to be, oh, the nun too. Like I, I think I, I think I'm going to go see that. There's nothing really too much horror-y out there right now, so it fills a little bit of a void. If people are trying to get ready for spooky season, it might, you know, it might bring you out there. Maybe it's a little early, but uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower than Alex here. Um, I think I'm going to go at 35. Is what this is going to open. Okay, to. I like the little diversity here. It's a little gap. Yeah. Going. Um, I mean, I agree with most of what you said. I think your predictions are solid. I'm in the middle of you guys, not in the middle, but in between at 39. Um, because I feel like it'll do, I'm hoping it'll do a little bit better than tracking, specifically, like you said, Dean, because it's kind of filling the gap of horror right now. We had the last voyage of the Demeter, which was pretty disappointing and also not very, like, yeah, a horror, but not a very, like, felt like it came out a little bit too early for spooky season. I think yeah. this will be the movie to get audiences ready for Halloween uh, until they get the exorcist and whatnot. But the, you know, the first one to get the ball rolling. So I, I have high hopes for it. Although it's under the first, but still above tracking 39 final answer. And Gaius, how do you see that right. into opening? I, I'm going to go with Alex. I think 40 is where I, I see it going. I think it will be better than tracking. Not as high as they I, I, I still like, but those numbers came out for the first week. I was like, who crunched those numbers? And they was like, <laughs> I was like, did they, I don't, not, and not that I was mad. I mean, I love, even when horror, even if I enjoy the movie that much, I'm always excited when horror movies debut like that. that I mean, I thought that was like a huge opening for something like that. And mm-hmm. September has proven to be a pretty decent month. I mean, like it and it chapter two opened in September and that did really well uh, during that month. And so did the nun. Um, I guess you know where it goes after opening weekend. It's going to be based on like, how much people will enjoy it. And I right. also agree with Alex, where it's like I don't really hear a lot of people I know in my orbit that had positive things to say about the first one. Um, you would never would have guessed that it made as much money as it did the way that people negatively talk about it. Um, but I still think you know, like you said, people will go out and support horror movies no matter what, and. This, I mean, it has a marketplace to itself until Saw opens at the end of September. Saw 10. Uh, so, uh, 
I think it opens at 40 and I, you know, and that'll be enough. So, you know, even if it falls off a cliff next weekend, it'll make a lot of its money back <laughs> and yeah. probably justify the existence of a third one if they want to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you I'm go. I'm sure that call, that universe is far from over, at least while they're making money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. sure. Uh, so, well, thank you for doing the predictions with us. When we do uh, get the actual numbers, we will mention uh, Alex, what you, what you predicted, Dean, what you predicted as well. Yep. I got on, cool. on, on our next episode. And uh also, I mean, thank you for kind of kicking off our first episode of Spooky Season with us. Like I said, like you it's were the pleasure, first uh, purse, uh, podcast I messaged uh, when this kind of came up. And I also, like, we have a lot of stuff planned for the next couple of months, like we're, whether we're going to be talking about specific movies or just a general, like, horror discussion in general about mm-hmm. uh, the genre. Um, and we're going to put that kind of schedule up. Uh, for everyone to see so this does not have to be a one-off if you see something later that you're like hey i would love to jump in and talk about that please uh let us know because we would love to have you guys on again uh, absolutely yeah, i would definitely be back this. this was a lot of fun oh fantastic yeah, i love this yeah thank you so much for having us on we're very grateful uh very pumped this was like this was a, a really fun time for both of us oh good nice cool. glad to hear yes. that uh, and, uh, yeah tell everyone uh, i mean I'm, I'm sure they can get your podcast wherever they can find yep. podcasts but if there's anything that anyone needs to know uh, you can let them know now. And of course, we'll link uh, your podcast at the bottom of the description of this episode as well. So people can yeah, find so you guys too. Return Revenge Resurrection, you can get us anywhere. Um, you had mentioned before that you love the the artwork. Uh, that's actually Dean reached out to a guy, Matt Kaler. Um, you can find him find him on his uh, Instagram. Does awesome work. Uh, so go, nice. go check out his stuff. You can find us on Instagram. Well, I say us because it sounds better, but you can find Dean over on Instagram <laughs> running, yeah. running the page. I have nothing to do with that. All right. I'm terrible at that stuff. Yeah. That's um, the yeah. same thing with gay. So yeah, there's all, the yeah, there's all, yeah. There's all like someone's like, who do you, am I talking with the most? And I was like, yeah, it's me. You, it's yeah. usually me. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So right now we're running through uh, the Nightmare franchise. We just recorded the episode um, for Dream Warriors yesterday. Oh, so awesome. so that, that was a lot of fun. Um, but like other shows that we've covered, you can find uh, us on Letterboxd. That's where we rank everything we've done. We've done Evil Dead. We've done Gremlins. We've done Slumber Party Massacre, Sleepaway Camp. So there's a lot of Black Christmas. There's a lot of fun ones to uh, oh, go yeah. back and listen to. We have we have a decent sized catalog right now if people want to want to jump in. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I'm excited that you guys joined us. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I hope, you know, when people listen to this, you have more people uh, discovering your podcast because like this is what we want to do during these two months as well you know, yeah you know, on, on top of cha- on top of chatting it up with other hoarders we want to uh, showcase other uh people who are doing this within this genre and happy we got to start it with you guys so. we appreciate that thank you so much yeah very much so well i right. think that wraps up a hundred or episode sorry 119 of back to the blockbuster very special guests on today alex and dean from return revenge resurrection been a pleasure having you guys on Thanks for kicking off spooky, spooky season with us, guys. Jeez, you got to find my words here. Uh, as you guys know, here at Back to the Blockbuster, you can find us anywhere you guys get your podcasts. Recently at Playlist, you guys, uh, Apple users, can find that in the iOS Apple Store. Be sure to check us out there. Check out the boys. Uh, join us today on their Instagram as well, and I'm sure they'll be back. And, uh, yeah, happy spooky season, everybody. This has been episode 119. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Later, guys. <laughs>